What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 161 of the Taste to Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today, of course, is Chevy. Chevy, hopefully you're doing well on uh, this Wednesday night. Mm. We were going to record before, but we had some technical difficulties that I hope are figured out. So here we are, and we're recording, and hopefully it goes well. And before we kick off this Taste to Cast, talking about what games we've been playing, of course, we'll be talking about Lost Ark uh, in Probably quite a bit of detail. I'm sure we have a lot to say on it. Um, there's some news that came out, uh, kind of small, but I kind of wanted to kind of wanted to get your take on it. Uh, Bioshock is going to be a movie. Finally, officially, it is being done through Netflix. There's no details on it. There's no director. There's no one assigned to it yet. But Netflix has come out and said that they are teaming up with the uh, the people who own 2K, uh, who own Bioshock, and that they are making a movie, not a series. And yeah, what do we think about that? And uh, is there anything you would want from that? And how do you feel about Netflix taking that on? Um, I, <clears throat> I think Bioshock's already a movie. True. So um, I suppose the rest of it's mostly just kind of irrelevant to me. Um, I don't really care who's paying for it. Uh, so that part doesn't matter. Uh, as far as what I'd want for to be uh as long as it's just you know it needs to be well written obviously but mm-hmm. uh thematically still feels like bioshock otherwise they're just making a movie at that point so yeah i worry about it because i always felt like bioshock i've said this multiple times on the channel uh i felt like bioshock could be a great movie it's got everything you need for a good movie it's uh got a really cool setting uh it's it's got a cool story um it's got i mean outside the gameplay i'm not the biggest fan of in the bioshock games but everything else about them i really like and so it's always seemed like it'd be a really good movie but i feel like you need a director who respects the property which i I would make that argument for any video game movie but some of them i'm less worried about than others uh but also uh you kind of kind of nailed it i I feel like there is some uh some deeper thoughts uh almost some philosophical thoughts that go into a lot of like the logs that you go through in Bioshock to kind of get a background on why somebody would have the ambition of making Rapture or uh, was it Columbia? Mm. Um, and those things are one of the things you can kind of sink your teeth into when it comes to the lore of these games. And a movie doesn't have enough time to maybe dive into that, but it could, uh, like if you had Denny Villeneuve or something, make it, but he would never make that. Um, but if somebody doesn't respect the property that much, it's all going to be visuals and it's going to be less of making sure you you have uh, written a good screenplay for it. Um, so I am kind of worried about that. But the biggest thing I'm worried about when it comes to this movie, um, and I would be pro Bioshock movie. Um, I have been um, under the right circumstances. The biggest thing that worries me is Netflix making it because Netflix uh, makes a lot of stuff nowadays and most of it feels like whether it's for adults or children it all feels like it's made for like teenagers it all feels sterile feels soulless in my opinion and uh the idea of them taking on um and they've had a couple couple good things uh midnight mass was really good like really good um mike flanagan is is fantastic at most things he does but uh but most stuff they make is like so generic and sterile that the idea of them making this worries me because I feel like it's not going to get the treatment it deserves. 
but I could be wrong because Netflix isn't short of money. So if they could find the right talent and they do care about enough, I don't think they have things holding them back outside of their own ambitions. I mean, they, they up their prices this year. So <laughs> yeah, that their prices, uh, it's so interesting when they do that too, because like it's it's bound to happen, especially with the more and more value they put into their package. Value, I'm not a big Netflix guy anymore, but um, but they do spend a lot of money to make Netflix a place that you, like exclusivity mm-hmm. to make things that you can only see there, and they got some bangers, um, some. Um, so that price is gonna go up. I mean, it has to. They're spending more money. They got to make more money. For sure. Um, but I saw a lot of people like you know, of course, like upset about that price going up and. Like, it's just going to do that, dude. Like, Game Pass is going to go up at some point. Like, all these things go up eventually. So, you got to be ready for that. But, uh, but yeah, that was interesting. Uh, can only speculate because there's no information. But I assume they're going to do Bioshock 1. I assume they're going to do Rapture. Um, I hope they they allow a budget that can make something that looks even slightly good when it comes to any of the Bioshock worlds, because they're very well-crafted and immersive worlds. Um, if they if they skimp on that, it's going to suck. If there's a lot of shitty CGI, it's going to suck. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 kind of rough. I, in a perfect world, like a good Bioshock movie. I think it would be a good thing. But the Netflix part of it makes me a little apprehensive, because I, I feel like it just it could be good, but... It just leans it in the direction of where I'm assuming it might not be, but we'll find out. Have you seen any of the reviews for the Uncharted movie? Mm-mm. People seem to not be big fans of it from what I've seen. <laughs> so not that I had high hopes for it. I mean, Uncharted is also a movie, a really fun movie to play. Um, and taking on, uh, trying to create Nathan Drake when he already exists in those games so well, it's like an impossible task. Yeah. Especially when you cast him like Tom Holland, who's fine, but like he's not Nathan Drake and fucking uh, Mark Wahlberg. But anyway, at some point I'm sure I'll watch that movie. I just, I'm not going to go to a theater and watch it. If it's on like a streaming service, I'll check it out. But that's about as far as that goes. Yeah. So anyway, Bioshock movie is officially happening. Kind of wild since they don't make Bioshock games anymore. And uh, and yeah, it's kind of weird. So uh, let's hope it's good. I want everything to be good. But uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that it might not be. But we'll see. Let us know in the comments what you guys think about the Bioshock movie uh, being made through Netflix. Uh, what would you like to see from it? Do you want it to be Rapture? Do you want it to be uh, Infinite? Um Bioshock Infinite or uh, the original Bioshock or something else. Maybe you want them to try something else. I don't know how that would work, but they could just tie it in. That would probably be a mistake. And uh, who would you like to see direct it? And uh, yeah, what are your thoughts when it comes to that? When it comes to the directing part, I like I said, I would like to see like a, a respectable nerdy mind work on it. Like uh, Christopher Nolan, which he would never touch that. Uh, or uh, like Denny Villeneuve, who would never touch that because they're too, they're too high up to be making that movie but um some kind of person who has like an imagination maybe neil Blomkamp would be fucking good okay i made district mm. uh oh god nine <laughs> is it the ninth district anyway it'd be cool if he made it he, he'd do a good job uh yeah so uh taste cast let's jump into what we've been playing okay. um let's start with you 
Uh, I've played a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV, uh, not a lot. Uh, popped in, did a couple dailies. That was pretty much it. And outside of that, the only thing I have played at all is Lost Ark. So. All right. Well, I mean, we could save that if you want real quick. Yeah. So you haven't played anything else? Nope. Oh, yeah. Last last week you were talking about you playing, um, you're playing Guilty Gear. So I was like, weren't you playing Guilty Gear? But you were talking about that last week, so. Yeah, and I yeah. played all the plus games last week. I still need to play game of the month. Um, yeah, we need to set a, a day aside for that. I say this week has been, uh, well, half this week has been Lost Ark. The other half has been it being in maintenance uh, when I'm home. So That is true, yeah. Um, and then the game I'm probably going to be devoting my time to comes out after this airs. So. Yeah, yep. So, yeah, I'm just kind of in a weird lull right now. Yeah, that was weird. I uh, I was able to wake up early and uh, play it because it was in maintenance last night as well, and it's in maintenance right now. So I mean, like they're I mean at least they're working on it. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of annoying that it's like you know on our free time <laughs> can't fucking play it. But that's the roll of the yeah. dice. Um. Okay. So I don't have much to talk about either. So I guess we're just gonna have a lost arc discussion, which is. Uh, cool so i'm sure a lot of people want to know our opinions and we want to know theirs but uh i played ufc4 finally got around to playing it um i'm not gonna talk about my opinions on it i'm just gonna let you know i kicked a dude in the head a lot i kicked <laughs> him in the head a lot i kicked this dude in the head like 15 times his head was like black and blue and he looked wild and then he knocked me out or no he didn't knock me out he broke my shin mm. he kicked me in the leg like four times and broke it i'm like i kicked you in the head like 15 times and he's broke my leg weren't drinking enough milk apparently yeah that guy <laughs> he must have been russian i don't know man i hear they're uh they're really hardcore in mma right now um yes yeah, so that happened and we will talk about that at the end of the month for plus club also another game we'll be talking about on plus club is tiny tina's assault on dragon's keep uh and play a coaster but i didn't play that uh i did play tiny tina's assault on dragon's keep and we will talk about that i have plenty to say on it but in case you don't know, I'm just going to let you know, this is the DLC that came out for Borderlands 2 a long time ago as a standalone. And it has a big-ass fucking ad right in the beginning for you to buy Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It's just a big thing. And it doesn't even, it, it's, it's very ambiguous. It's like it, it barely shows you the way to leave. It just has three options. It's like hit X square triangle to buy versions of this game. And I was like, holy shit, this is some Xbox shit. You're going to advertise stuff before I can even fucking play this thing? So anyway, that's the thing. Check that out. We'll be talking about it at the end of the month. Uh, played more Dying Light 2. Don't have a lot to report there. I haven't beaten it still because I've been playing a lot of Lost Ark. But uh, I have been playing it in the second area more. It's very cool. It's very vertical. It's very different from the first area. Um, I almost have all my parkour and my combat abilities. So that's cool. Combat in that game and parkour in that game, same as the first game, um, just feel right as you unlock more and more stuff. Like it's like there's like the way the game's supposed to be played, and they take features away from you and put you in the beginning, and then you just unlock the full experience. Um, in a lot of games, I, I almost feel like that feels cheap, but in this game, it almost feels rewarding because you feel like you're gaining access to mobility. And combat i don't know it's 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 an interesting uh thing but um i'm enjoying it um i was i was hoping to finish it last weekend 
this last weekend, but I literally, outside of six hours, played Lost Ark all weekend. I was really fucking sweaty. It's really, like, it's the sweatiest I've been in a game in a long time. Um, I literally, like, I was like, I gotta sleep at some point. So I, like, fell asleep and I set an alarm. I slept for six hours, woke up, I was tired. I was like, I'm gonna play some more Lost Ark because I gotta hit 50. It was really bad. I felt like I was like fucking. I felt like I was like 15 again, dude. Just like I gotta play this game. And and we're we're gonna talk about it in a sec. But like it's not even like the game's good, but it's not like the game's amazing. I was just like, I got too many fucking games to play this month, and uh, I'm really wanting to put time into this game. So I better put all my time into it right now. Yeah, time crunch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I've I've explained this to you like three times already. But uh, my big thing is I wanted to leave the game. Um, in a way that when I come back, I'm already in the end game and ready to just do that. Um, I didn't want to like stop playing at like 45 and have to remember what the hell is happening in the story and stuff like that. So I kind of just beelined it. Um, so yeah, Dying Light 2, I was going to complete. I didn't, I should have. And now I have uh, Forbidden West to play in a couple days. And I'm literally taking some time off to play it because that's the only way I'm going to be able to play all these games apparently so uh but i got a plan i got a plan all right well uh i already kind of dived into uh lost ark okay um so let's talk about that um and before we talk about that i did a stream uh, i've done two streams on lost ark one of them was pretty early in the game and then the recent one was earlier today i did in the morning where i was doing endgame stuff so if you're curious about endgame i actually had a really good conversation throughout that whole stream people were like really active and talking and asking questions about endgame and discussing what they're doing in the game so like pretty much for like the hour and a half i streamed we were just talking like non-stop about lost ark so check out that episode i wasn't going to keep it up on the um oh god what's it called where all the videos are i was gonna like hide it mm-hmm. so if you want to watch you can go check the stream playlist um, but I was like, I feel like we covered a lot of good stuff in that episode or in that stream. So I'm just going to leave it up in case people want to hear that stuff and maybe they have the same questions. Um, but yeah, those are up. So check those out. If you want to see gameplay and hear my, um, opinions there as well. But, uh, we've both played Lost Ark. Um, you're still on your way to 50. Mm-hmm. What level are you? 30 something? 30 something. 30 something. Um, I hit 50. So I'm doing end game now just so people know where we're at. Uh, what are you maining? Paladin. Paladin. And I am doing, I almost forgot, Berserker, which is pretty much what you'd assume a Berserker to be. Mm. It's It seems pretty classic. Um, it's a lot of quick attacks and like, I mean, this game, everyone attacks in every direction pretty easily. Everybody's got, like, explosive moves. But uh, a lot of his moves are, like, slams on the ground and shit and spinning moves that hit a lot of people. Um, I think Paladin actually has some, like, group buffs or <clears throat> defense shit. You can his uh, modifiers to, to skills <clears throat> to um, add, essentially, perks to them. There's three options per skill once you hit the right amount of skill points into it. Hmm. And uh, some of the Paladin ones add some group beneficial effects to them. So, like, yeah. uh, I have a AOE attack that um, by default just happens in front of you, and that's that's it. Just does like a, a dot while things are standing in it. Hmm. <clears throat> the first add-on made it where I can cast it, so it doesn't have to be at my feet. I can put it anywhere. And then the second one I added puts a shield on any ally standing in it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool for 
stuff I'm doing currently in the game, I feel like will be really handy, but we'll get into that in a sec. So yeah, that's what we're playing. If you're curious and where we're at, um, before I just ask you your impressions of it, uh, for anybody who's not currently playing Lost Ark, I'll, I'll just let you know what it is. It is uh, free to play. It's an MMO. It might look like Diablo. It is straight up an MMO. It just is top down like Diablo, but it is. If it wasn't top down, it would be a third person MMO. Um, with that, with the action combat system, that's the closest thing to Diablo. It has is the combat is kind of similar, mostly similar, and loot is portrayed as Diablo style, but it still is like given at the same pace as a lot of MMOs. It's not like all, you're not just getting dumped like a bunch of shit, like, you know, Torchlight, Diablo, stuff like that. But it does give give you that shit just flying out on the ground kind of sensation. Most of it's just like resources. Um, So in that appearance, it looks like Diablo, but it is a straight up MMO where you uh, go to zones, you do quests for NPCs, main quests, side quests, and uh, you level up. Max level's 50. There is uh, ships in the game where you're able to uh, go across the ocean, um, do missions on the ocean, do missions on different islands. Um, the story is actually portrayed in a very cinematic way, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point in this discussion. And combat is more actiony, similar to Diablo. You uh, click places uh, to walk, you click to attack, and then your macros are Q W E R A S D F. Um, with, yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of, it honestly reminds me of, um, that top down PVP, uh, PVP game I played. Mm. Do you remember what, what that was called? I don't know what it was called. Something right. Yeah. Something right. But, uh, it's very similar to that. So it does feel like an action MOBA almost mm. in that sense. And then V is an attack. Z is an attack sometimes, depending on what class you're playing. Like my guy, it's his berserk ability, but then like the gunslinger Z and X switch your weapons. So all the classes are pretty different. And then uh, one through like nine are like items you can use. And then you can uh, assign things to F1, which is weird. Um, yeah, and that's that's pretty much what the game is. It has an end game that uh, I can multi-tiered. go. multi-tiered. Yeah, the, the end game is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has a pretty clear ladder, though. Uh, to my knowledge, it doesn't explain it very well. Every random video I've caught online basically says you should start here and when your item level hits this you go here when your item level hits this you go oh here. it's it's very it's it's maybe if you weren't used to that it would be maybe kind of weird and confusing mm-hmm. and the game doesn't introduce you that you're now doing this very well but once you know you are doing the end game and you understand what it is it's very straightforward it is a ladder for sure yeah like you're just going up the ladder and every once in a while it's like are you good enough to be going to this point and you're like, uh, no. And then you just keep going, doing grinding and shit. And then you fucking, and then you go up, uh, when you can, but we will dive into that. But, uh, okay, but the only other thing I'm going to add to that too is, um, the, one of the dungeon types, I can't remember at end game, <clears throat> um, has a two time per day thing, I think, but it also has a, uh, mechanic built in that if you miss a day, you're not missing out those attempts just get moved over up to five days and then it stops saving up but yeah so that you don't miss out on opportunities to loot so yeah yeah and i mean what else when it comes to what the game is it's got mounts i mean it's it's literally an mmo guilds we have a guild it's tasty loot gaming if we know you well enough feel free to look us up and um 
and join, although there's only 30 spots, and that's probably going to fill pretty quickly because people are hitting 50 and getting other characters, and they're going to fill that up. So hopefully we got levels that you can expand it. Yeah. I, yeah, I figured. I uh, Just letting people know. And... Yeah, the game's the game's super cinematic for a top-down game. Um, we've both played it a lot, uh, so yeah. What's uh, what's your overall impressions of uh, of uh, Lost Ark? Um, well, I think just right off the bat, the I think the place where this game um, shines the most is in combat. The combat is snappy and very fun to the point where. Um, it's real easy to just kind of like forget you're fighting because you're just like in it the whole mm-hmm. time, um, which is honestly very impressive for the uh, perspective of the game because Diablo, you're like hitting, at least when I played Diablo, I should say, um, it's like a skill or two and you're just melting groups and enemies. Um, this one, you are kind of doing a similar formula except for you're comboing through moves a little more often. Uh, not the leveling experience so much just because you're, you are melting things, but the leveling is not meant to be hard. It's meant to get you to 50. So Yeah. Yeah, 1 through 50 in this game, um, as I've explained at this point, is getting you acquainted with your skills and the variables of what those skills can do mm. to make a build. You're spending up to 50 to learn the basics of the game, get the story, because it's very cinematic, um, and just learn your class. And then at the end, it starts unlocking everything Yeah, uh, for you. Also, one thing, too, I didn't mention that I think is uh, kind of important to mention as well. You get to 50 pretty quickly. I did in 30 hours. Um, but... Uh, you have a roster level as well. And the roster level is essentially badass points from uh, Borderlands. Uh, when you level your roster, uh, mine's 25 at this point, you get stats for your account. So every character on your account will have those stats now. So the more you get your roster up, the more powerful all your characters become over time. So when you do cap out at 50, soft cap, you can go up to 60, but it takes forever. Have you tried um, that on a different server yet? I don't know if it's server based or account based. That's that's my only question with that. System. I haven't even been on another server. Okay. Um, but I can confirm they work over on other characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, just wasn't sure if it left yeah. the server or not. I just want to add that though cuz uh it's an interesting system. Mm-hmm. It, the game almost feels like every character is just working towards your account and not that character. It's interesting. Yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah, outside of that um the zones are not super open, so um, it is less MMOE in that regard. Um, they're very much nice-looking hallways. I have zero complaints personally, but it is a lot of, like, this zone, you know, is shaped in this kind of hallway with zoning to different zones, which are different shaped hallways and stuff like that. And you, uh, you don't stand for very long. You can, super but, short, yeah. yeah, you go through them pretty quick. Um, they look nice, though. They're, they're definitely well-designed. Um I do really like that. I like that uh, mobs have a random chance to kind of have like a champion version um, spawn with them as well. And that goes, uh, if you find those and you, you kill them, it goes into an adventure log, which is also in a uh, roster uh, uh, feature. A lot of the, the features in the game, like collectibles and stuff like that, are roster-based, not character-based. So you play an alt, you can continue that progress um, as well. And... Um, those champions are part of that, so which I appreciate as well. Plus, they tend to also have a chance to drop loot a little better. Um, yeah, 
I I think the pacing of the quests is good, even though the quests are honestly pretty simple. Um, but you're not doing it for very long, so it's really easy to just kind of keep going. Um, it's a good balance. It would have been really easy for them to just have you go kill like 10 of something over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. and in most cases, you kill like two things and you're done with the quest. Yeah, the, the big thing I was saying since the beginning of playing it is that the game respects your time. It's a lot of times like anytime you do a mission in any game, almost ever, if you got to do more than one thing, it's typically three. And this game, a lot of times it's like one or two. Yeah. Like you do it once and it's like, eh, do it a second time. So you get like the, like you get the experience if you did it more than once. And then you do it a second time. It's like, all right, you're done. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's like going off on with my life. Right. Um, yeah. Honestly, the only, I have very few nitpicks about the game. Um, one is the quests are boring because they're they're very much you know your your typical MMO fare like you know kill this, click on this, you know move it here. Um, before, like I said earlier, they're short, so it doesn't like it's not an annoyance as much as like it's kind of a weakness of the game. I would say for sure, it's a weakness. And if it wasn't for the amount of time they spent on the the varied locations, it's it's kind of amazing how many zones you go through they're all completely different and you spend not a whole lot of time in all these zones like they put a lot of work into the areas so like when you're doing missions where you're killing this dude killing that dude talking to this person picking up an item and bringing it over to another circle which happens a lot throughout the game um the question structure is pretty limited yeah. honestly but the locations make it less apparent and the combat's so fun that I didn't really mind it, but yeah, I was never like these missions are awesome. Outside yeah. of the set piece missions, um, different, yeah. <laughs> which are are really cool spectacles, yeah. um, but those are not every mission for sure. And the game does a good job of um, uh, instancing uh, story elements, uh, including solo elements. So there'll be solo instances that are meant to be more set piece and more um, of a spectacle, which I do appreciate um, coming from. You know, being a Final Fantasy fourteen player. Um, I do think... Uh, the only th the only thing I honestly warn people about, and I, most people already know this coming into free-to-play games, but in case you're new to it, um, they make their money uh, other ways, and uh, in this case it would be a cash shop, and it does have technically a way to buy gear towards the end of the game so um that can be a turnoff for some people i don't um have this need to be out geared compared to the rest of the community so it's not a big deal to me mm -hmm. um but that is something to be aware of um if you are worried about some people do want to be like the best and that can be paywalled technically so um just a warning in that regard but if you're just playing it you're never going to worry about it. So, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't felt the need to mm. pay for anything yet. So, yeah, it's going to be a type of person for sure. Yeah, they're going to want to be the best as fast as possible. Um, one, if you have expendable income, like yeah. plenty of it, and you don't have to think about it. Or even if you don't have expendable income and you just don't care, yeah. um, there are certain types of people who will use that to their advantage for, for sure. sure. And then, you know, my mentality on that is uh, the whales are keeping the servers open for me. So, <laughs> As long as I'm not negatively impacted by it, yeah, I don't care, yeah. honestly. 
But if they're gaining an advantage on me in a way that is a negative experience for me, um, that's when it bothers me. For sure. And time will tell in long haul because one thing to be concerned about when you're buying currencies essentially is how does that affect the economy because it does affect everybody. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see. Right now it's fun though. So um, going into this game mostly just kind of with low expectations and um, they've been exceeded because I didn't really have high expectations for it. Um, I wasn't going to, this isn't my main MMO, won't be my main MMO, but uh, I am having fun and I am fortunate enough to have a group of people to play with. So mm. um, I don't have to worry about pugging content. Um, yeah, we got, we got a decent amount of people playing already, which is nice. Yeah. So um, unlike when I was playing ESO and everybody played for like four days and then we're gone and I was like, well, fuck, there's like two of us playing now. <laughs> That game's rough for me. I, I don't dislike it, but mm-hmm. it's I'm not a huge Elder Scrolls fan, and it definitely feels like an Elder Scrolls game. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I kind of already said it, but it's a beautiful game. I love the way it looks, um, and it's very flashy. That's not everyone's cup of tea. It is absolutely my cup of tea. I love flashy combat. It's weird. Well, yeah, the combat's super fucking flashy. <laughs> yeah. It's almost too flashy, but um, it's impressive looking. So I can't take that from it. But um. It's weird how Korean MMOs have like a look to oh, them yeah, yeah. because this game, every time I look at it, it reminds me of like Ion and another Korean MMO. I forgot which one it was. Is it BDO? Vindictus, BDO. Oh yeah. Vindictus reminds me of Vindictus as well too. Like character models, all that stuff. Yeah. Like all these games at the time they come out, of course, like the graphics go down over time, but, um, or, or depreciate over time. Um, yeah. They go for like uh, semi-realistic looking character models, um, and yeah, BDO as well. Um, they go for these like um, semi-realistic looking character models that have like nice looking hair, you know, realistic looking skin, normal proportions for the most part. Um, and then uh, even like the world design, monster design. I mean, like a lot of these games will have like. Um, and maybe it's like a cultural thing, like lore or something like that. But uh, like, you know, like wolf men that look a certain way and mm-hmm. like enemies with spikes in their backs and shit. Like you kind of see like a similar a similarity. So it's interesting playing this game and just kind of like as I'm playing, I'm like, that's so interesting how, how some of these games have similar looks. But I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff in Western games. You can just be like, this looks similar to that. It's oh, like you sure. play Japanese games. You're going to be like, this has some kind of like slime monster in it like they all do. And. Some well, kind of like goofy French fry boy. I watched a video today of classes that uh, we don't have yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of them's a painter that does like black paint that has different effects and stuff. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it actually looks really fun, but it's super supporty, uh, I guess. So uh, yeah, class design in the game is really cool. Um, there is again, this is a teach their own thing um games technically gender locked not a lot of people like that i don't mind so much because i understand the aspect in why why they do that yeah i mean you're on the same page Uh, on this but i do understand from western audience perspective when we make games we want to make our hero Mm -hmm. versus like um you're playing a character in a lot of uh, eastern games um yeah it specifically in a lot of korean games that i've played um, 
one of them that I thought of when we talked about this originally was like Dungeon Fighter Online, stuff like mm. that. But like, um, I think Vindictus works as well. Vindictus, they, they are named. yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's in these games you get to customize their character. They've already predetermined these characters within the world and lore, mm. um, and you are playing as that character, and you get to choose how that character Some looks. But it's still a character they made, mm. and so in their mind, you know, this martial artist that you're playing is a female in their world and yeah. you're, you know, deciding how she looks, but you're still playing that, uh, archetype or whatever. And, uh, and within those confines, I don't, I mean, I have no issue with it at all. I don't mind playing mm-hmm. male or female. I typically play, play male characters. If I make characters, but in a lot of games nowadays too, if I know I'm not going to spend a lot of time in it, I don't even like customize my characters much anymore because I'm like, I'm going to beat this and be done with it. If it's a game, I know I'm going to spend a lot of time in I'll like, I'll customize my character, of course. Cause I want, I want to, uh, you know, be more involved. But um, in a game like this, um, it's interesting because um, I honestly don't care if it's, if I'm male or female, like it's, I'm completely fine with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm the wrong person. I, I play a lot of female characters in games, so mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I am playing a male on this one though. I also get, I get bored doing the same thing over and over again too. So mm-hmm. if I'm, if I'm always like, habitually playing male characters i like to like push myself to not play one and just make a female character and if a game makes me play one i'll just I'll play, i don't i didn't even think about it until i heard people complain about it. i'm like oh yeah people are upset with those and it's to each other own like oh, said, sure, it's not like sure. a it's not a right or wrong issue but i think it's important to kind of understand that this is not uncommon well some people are also like living a fantasy of like implanting themselves into the game mm-hmm. um which i don't i do. can't do that yeah, yeah i don't i don't have that <laughs> um I am uh, playing a fantasy. Um, that's yeah. It's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be someone else. So yeah. Um, but again, yeah, we already went over it. It's to each their own thing. Um, for me, it works just fine. I like the um, the more like uh, they get to pick aspect of it because it does add a a very definitive style to every single. Um, even spec, but, but, uh, archetype essentially. And, um, very similar to like, though final fantasy does allow you to pick your, your, uh, gender. Um, it's similar to like job system, right? Like this job looks this way. Well, in this game, this per, you know, this character looks this way. Um, didn't final fantasy have gender locked characters used to, used to. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not such a weird thing in, in Asian culture, but yeah, is definitely a western thing where we go i don't like that so yeah we either want to play like one main character mm-hmm. or make our own character yeah <clears throat> and neither's wrong so uh yeah. just preference so yeah um yeah and i'm also looking forward to the fact that uh it's it's kind of a hit or miss thing we got ha- about half the game roughly because the game is four i think it's four and a half years of video i, I watched said um, in Korea, we are at, but we got about two years worth of the game uh, given mm-hmm. to us. So there's classes we haven't gotten yet that are technically done, and they can use those. Honestly, as population dwindles and go, here's a character, spark some interest, get people back in. It's smart marketing. No, I think it's smart to release an MMO that's already established in uh, in like an earlier form of it because then, um, I mean, I would like to have all the content, but I also know it's an MMO and I'm going to stop playing at some point. So yeah. if I get to experience what other people got to experience when the game was rolling out, 
Um, it's going to keep me coming back. And I don't plan on only playing this game. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with those breaks. So, yeah. And a, it's and it's more on their part because, yeah, they already have new characters already made. There's no development ahead of them when it comes to that. So yeah, Minus ones they're making, obviously, for current build in Korea. Sure, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, like, in terms of these characters, they don't got to do anything. Yeah, yeah. They just got to release them. And uh, it's going to be exciting for us. And they did the work before. Yeah. So yeah. And, and it's all been tested, so we mm-hmm. don't actually have to deal with that part of it until we catch up. Because I do believe their plan is to, we're going to get like a speedy update cycle to kind of slow, to get us up to catch up. Oh, interesting. So, because um, then they'd be developing for everyone at once at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm having fun. Um, game doesn't have the Trinity, which is a little hard to get used to if you're a uh, MMO player, because most MMOs, minus like, two or three yeah i've used the trinity so uh so it's it's a little weird sometimes for sure but uh, a little more self-responsibility which i think honestly makes better players if you're more self-responsible but yeah yeah um so so far i've been really liking this game a lot it has a couple things for to play uh, esque that I'm not the biggest fan of, but nothing egregious so far, so I can't fault it because yeah. it's got to make its money. That's the route they chose. I respect it. I would prefer it being a premium game. That, oh, that's my sure. preference with everything. <laughs> I'd rather just get the whole experience. But the game is pretty fucking full of content for not having why well, I, I paid for something, but uh, I, I paid for early access and yeah. got some dumb shit for it. But aura. Yeah, um, but coming into it, like if you had not uh, gotten the beta access or whatever, um, I've gotten over sixty dollars worth of a game already from what I've played. So it's been a uh, very fair free play experience, and I don't feel like I've been held back or kept from any content. Uh, so the free to play model uh, seems to be good. I just noticed that there's a lot of menus and things that you have to wait for over time that warframe does this as well um which is another great free-to-play or not free-to-play mmo free-to-play game might as well be be, but yeah uh so it's not it's not anything new but there's there's things you got to wait for and there's like potions stuff you can use to speed those processes up and uh you can acquire those i'm sure um through through the store or something so um yeah i think everything is acquirable in game though so. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, what I've seen so far, um, you just have to put the work in, yeah, or you can pay them. So, um, but anyway, the the whole point is uh, the free play uh, aspect of it is uh, fair so far, though not preferable. It is not bad. Um, gameplay is good. I think it's a, a lot of fun. Uh, it's a lot more active. You're paying attention more than you would uh, typically in a lot of MMOs. Um, I do have a rotation at this point, though, with my character. Uh, I've you know worked on his build and um, have a thing I do. But at, at this point, I also kind of know all my skills and what they do. That sometimes, you know, in the right circumstance, I can use this one, that one, or whatever. So um, it's a lot of fun uh, in the moment having to uh, dodge, and they don't give you a whole lot of time to think about dodging in this game, which is. Uh, refreshing um sometimes i feel like it's a little too generous in, in mmos um but yeah combat's good uh i haven't tried pvp yet but i want to um seems like it'd be a good game for it battle right that's the name of that game oh okay that top down uh pvp game 
Interesting time to remember that. Yeah, I just it just dawned on me as soon as I said that. Um, and it's so weird how memory works. Uh, yeah, so so combat's good though. I think that's where I no, I haven't tried PvP yet. That's where it came from. Um, but I want to. Um, seems like it'd be a good game for it because Battle Right was a lot of fun in my opinion. Uh, before also, stats are normalized. Yeah, yeah. You got to make a new build uh, for uh, PvP. So. Um, which is the biggest reason why I haven't tried PvP is because I don't want to make a second build yet. I guess I could just look one up. Um, yeah, went through uh, the main storyline, and uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't pay attention to the story as much as I should have, because in the beginning of the game, I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever, fucking magical guy, this, that, whatever. But as soon as I started seeing some pretty, pretty well-done set pieces... I was like, so what the fuck's happening in this game? Because these are some pretty cool scenes that I, I want to talk about, but I don't want to talk about. But if you've played through the game, you've probably seen them. And a couple of them have to do with like sieging castles and defending castles. And they're really fucking cool. Um, not even just for like a top-down game, even though it's impressive they're doing that in this kind of game and telling story through through those means. But in general, for an MMO, it's cool to see these kind of this kind of scale um, when it comes to uh, the story they're telling, which I really like. Um, yeah. Uh, zones are cool. Um, though brief, you can revisit them though. And there's plenty of, um, like trade skills, like fishing, um, being a lumberjack, uh, you know, forging plants. Um, there's a couple of them where you use like a sonar to find treasure and shit, um, that you can go back to zones and use these anywhere. So there's reason to return sometimes. Also, if you uh, passed up um, NPCs to do quests in that area, you can always go back and do that. It goes towards your roster level as well, so it's not wasted time. Collectibles. Collectibles, Makoko seeds um, are everywhere. There's like 1,200 Makoko seeds in the game, and every zone has at least like three of them. Um, and so you pick up gives you 150 roster XP. Yeah, which I should go do because <laughs> I noticed my roster level is going up a lot slower lately. But I've just been doing end game. Um, I think you also get rewards for 100% completing zones too. So. Yeah, it's kind of figured when I played alternate characters because uh, all this goes towards your roster, not your character. So all the Makoko seeds, all the gold I make in the game, all the silver I make in the game, it's not my characters; it's my accounts, mm-hmm. which I I like. I think it's kind of cool. That uh, and I, I just feel like, wide, yeah, which is which is nice because when I made new characters and I had to pick a horse, I picked the brown one, I picked the black one, I have all three of them. Yeah. So, the more you play the game, the more you just have access to everything for everyone. Uh, that's part of your roster, so it's kind of cool. But yeah, the Makoko seed thing is neat. I like when MMOs embrace just doing stuff within the world that's not just questing. Um, I know it's kind of vague, but um, really, any I appreciate people doing anything. This game has plenty of like random things to do. Um, it also has a great imagination. I already kind of talked about the set pieces, but some of the locations you go to, especially later in the story, really get creative in the environments. Um, I, even till like recently, uh, have just been like still impressed with uh, locations in the game. So, which kind of brings me to one point I wanted to bring up. This whole game feels like people gave a fuck about it. Well, I know the Korean community loves the devs. So, 
Yeah, well, nothing about this game feels cheap. Like it's a free to play game, but it doesn't have a f- outside of the the f- the free to play features. It feels like the devs gave a fuck. There's mm-hmm. details all over this bitch that like I'm like you didn't have to do that. Yeah. All the time I'm just like there's such small details in this game. Like they these these dudes I'm sure driven by wanting to make a lot of money off of it. We're like, we're going to make a really fucking cool game. Mm. I think they did it. Um, I'm like constantly impressed with the game. I mean, at this point I'm doing end game stuff. So it's like, I'm, I'm doing a lot more repetitive stuff, but even with the new stuff that I'm interacting with now that I couldn't interact with for, you know, the main storyline, um, it has that like JRPG feeling of unlocking new features. The further you get into it. I feel like I haven't seen everything yet. I mean, there's even a location in the game that I can't go to until I'm gear score like 440 or something like that. And right now I'm 386. So uh, there's a whole area I can't go to yet until I you know do enough end game to get to that point. So I think it's really cool. It gives me something to look forward to, which is really important for me when it comes to MMOs. Um, I think there's a generous amount of classes in the game. I can't go through all of them, but because uh, I can't remember them all, but there's quite a bit of classes. They're all very different. Uh, each one I've played has felt different um, and all have different specials uh, that that make you play them differently, which is really cool. Uh, like I said before, I'm playing Berserker, who is essentially just uh, DPS. He does a lot of damage uh, quickly, and I'm really enjoying playing him. But my other character that I play is a gunslinger uh, who has a sniper rifle, uh, I think dual pistols, and a shotgun. And they all have their own skills, which is kind of wild. Um, so you're switching between those for like close distance, long distance, medium range. Um, and these two classes play completely different. Just like the paladin I haven't played, but I've seen, seems to play completely different. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. And there is no trinity, which is kind of weird. But you can, similar to like when Guild Wars 2 came out and they're like, no Trinity, play all you want. And people just start playing roles anyway. You can kind of do that in this game. Not not as well, because it's not you designed for that. But you can start, you, you can start like trying to be like more like, I can survive this better. So, um, or, you know, I'm DPS because I'm playing Berserker and he's essentially hitting a lot really quickly. He's definitely meant to just do a lot of damage fast to enemies. So uh, I do put myself in the position of a DPS. And when I play with randos, um, there are people running around trying to heal people while I'm doing DPS. And I'm like, it's not the Trinity, but people are trying to lean into that um, still. So I think it also helps that generally any moves that <clears throat> might give uh, party beneficial stuff are also generally... Um, damage moves on top of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, the game definitely wants you to stay active in the combat because yeah. that's that's the most important part about it. But um, when you're doing some of the later stuff and you can't use potions during these missions, um, people play a lot more carefully, less run in and start fucking just spamming moves, and uh, you start seeing people using their like heals and shield abilities and stuff like that a little more um, safely. Mm. I don't know how they're executing them, what kind of move they're using to do that, but I just know, kind of noticed that because I'll be like in there, you know, attacking some dude, and all of a sudden I got a thing around me, uh, and I noticed the person casting it is like not next to us; they're like kind of behind me somewhere. So they're trying to, at the very least, uh, help out the situation. So yeah, we already went over uh, what to expect from um, questing. That there is um, 
jobs that um, everything everything in this game you fucking level up like everything your your character your roster your um, and I was gonna get to that <laughs> uh, your jobs all independently level up and as they level up you get uh, more abilities with those jobs um, and then you use those resources uh, typically towards your stronghold which is your house your stronghold is uh, a house on an island and there you can research uh, more building types to put on your island. You can have up to a thousand pieces on your island, so it's pretty cool. It also has a grab all items placed on your uh, island button, which I really appreciate. You don't have to go around looking for every piece. You can just hit that button and it brings all the shit back in your inventory. So that's kind of nice. Um, also, uh, certain structures you build on your island will give your island stats. And then your island levels up, and then you have access to new things to unlock and research. And uh, you can make items there. You can send uh, NPCs and uh, extra ships that you have out on expeditions. And yeah, there's a bunch of shit to do there as well. It's something I waited on until I beat the game or beat the story um, to dive into because I uh, I noticed the 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 XP bar and all that shit. I'm like, oh fuck, this is like its own <laughs> own little mini game. So. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm doing it now, and I'm actually really enjoying it. Between doing like the end game stuff and um, and that, it's it's kind of a fun, um, almost more relaxing experience than going through the story, which is pretty cool. But yeah, it's got strongholds you level up, jobs you level up, all that kind of stuff, collectibles which go towards your I forgot what it's called, but each zone adventure guide, adventure guide. I think is that what it's called the pretty, big the big thing that has all the book. Uh, objectives uh-huh. um, which allows you to feel like you're completing the zone and it rewards you as you progress completing that zone yeah, so there's percentage points. so there is plenty to do in the game um, there's dungeons all over the, the game there's a lot of them and they're actually all really neat the first two I thought were pretty cool and after that they just get way better like three and on are just like awesome they're all different huge spectacles scale to the amount of players you have which is great because, yeah, if someone drops out, you're not fucked. Um, or if you don't want to deal with strangers, you can play them by yourself. You can play it solo. There's also difficulties. You can play on hard. After I after I experimented with that, I only played dungeons on hard um, because it felt more loot. more loot. And it just felt a little more. They weren't hard, but they it just felt like I was a little more involved in it. It makes sense. The normal, I guarantee, the normal mode is the same as like Dungeons and Final Fantasy fourteen. They're just story devices, like yeah, keep, get you forward. So. I could see that. Yeah, hard just seems like you want to be more involved in the combat aspect a of it. Extra training. Yeah, um, which is a lot of fun. Um, and am I missing anything else when it comes to all that stuff? Because I was just going to talk about the end game next. So yeah, after you complete all that stuff, though, um, there's like a couple islands you got to do for the story. There's also a bunch of random islands you can go to as well. There's a bunch of secret shit out in the ocean, too, which is kind of neat. There's also different types of water in the ocean that are hazards. So that's an interesting part. But uh, the end game is interesting because, like we kind of said before, it is essentially a ladder. Um, what happens is uh, once you complete a certain part of the story, uh, you unlock... Um, the ability to do something called chaos dungeons, um, abyssal dungeons, and uh, something raids. I forget what they're called, but uh, essentially raids. Um, 
and pretty much the objective there is uh, when you complete when you complete the story, you get a full set. The game gives you a full set of uh, armor that's rated at 302. There's a gear score um, in the game, and it, it, once you wear that, you're at 302. And then um, there's something in the game called honing, and you're able to use uh, resources that you get from certain end game uh, game types or breaking down armor. And you're able to put those uh, that resource into the armor you're wearing and upgrade its gear score up to 20 times. That's 20 levels, and that increases its stats, making you more powerful over time. And your gear score goes up, and uh, yeah, you just keep doing that until you can reach certain parts of the chaos dungeon, which is essentially um, three sections. You have to fight a bunch of enemies with uh, up to three other people, and when you complete all three of those sections um you get a reward but the whole time you're just getting uh the first run you get a bunch of gear and then the and money and then after that it's mostly just the resource for honing um but it's a really good way to and you can get this stuff just by playing missions too as long as you're getting armor and breaking it down you're getting these materials but this just gives you that as you play it so it's probably the fastest way to do it. i think that's what it's designed for but uh once a day um you are able to um increase your chance on getting uh, items from it. It's said two times a day, but I've only seen the once. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll start it up, and I only have one attempt. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be two. I think and it was two. if you miss a day, it's supposed to carry up to five Unless my schedule's so fucked that, like, I'm... Maybe. I'm doing 50% of my two things. Constantly. At a time, I don't. I have yeah, no fucking idea because I I had read also, and I remember the first time I did, I had a hundred of this thing called resonance, which is your attempts, and then I had fifty, and then I had zero. Now every time I hop on, I have fifty. So maybe I'm not letting it recharge. Maybe enough. you should watch a video on it. Yeah, maybe. I'm not yeah. there, so I can't help. So you do the chaos dungeons, and then the abyssal dungeon is essentially revisiting dungeons from. Uh, throughout the game, which I think is a good thing because they put a lot of work into these dungeons and the idea of not revisiting them sounds awful um, because they're really neat. And playing them one time uh, doesn't seem that great. Um, but then the Abyssal Dungeons, you do sections of the dungeons before, but then you fight a boss um, that you can't use potions on, which really sucks. So you have to really be on your shit, play together, and work together. And then uh, the raid is essentially a top-down version of Monster Hunter. You get put into an, uh, a stage, and you have to find the monster you're trying to hunt, locate him. There's even flares and stuff you can craft where you can shoot in the air and locate him. And then you fight him. It doesn't have a health bar above his head, and you can't use potions here either. And uh, you have to just fight him until it dies and read his moves, and they'll run at certain points in the fight and stuff like that. So it's literally just Monster Hunter. It's actually a lot of fun. I did the first one and, and completed it, and uh, it uh, it was fun. I liked it. There's also something called the Tower, which, um, in my opinion, almost seems like a skill check. Uh, you go in the Tower, and you go as far as you can. There's random challenges on each floor, and then eventually you'll hit a, a floor where you can't proceed unless your gear score is high enough for it. Um and then you keep going. And whenever you quit out, you get rewards for every single floor you did. When you come back, you start at the floor you left before. So if you got the floor five and then you leave, when you come back, you'll be on floor five again. And so it seems like it's probably finite 
and you're just going to go through it, get all your rewards, and then be done with it eventually. But it's going to coincide with your progress in Endgame because it is uh, skill uh, or gear score uh, locked, depending on um, your gear score. There's something called the Cube, which I haven't tried yet. Um, I made the guild mission uh, coincide with uh, guild or uh, cube completion. And uh, that was stupid because none of us are doing the cube. So we're not doing our, our guild mission right now. Uh, but I didn't know at the time. But yeah, you, I, I guess you get tickets from something in the game. And when you get those tickets, you're able to go into the cube. And it's set up like a roguelike where there's like buffs and debuffs that you get randomly. And you try and get as far as you can in it with your friends. And you get rewarded for that. So I'm very interested in trying that. And there's something called Boss Rush, which, if I had to guess, because I don't know what that is, I assume you're fighting bosses in it. So so anyway, it has a robust end game, but it is fairly straightforward in the sense that it wants you to do Chaos Dungeon, get rewards, hopefully get, the, get some better gear. But if it, you don't, hone your gear and get that gear score higher so that you could do the Abyssal Dungeon, beat that, move on to the next Abyssal Dungeons, um, get gear from that that hopefully you can get better gear and start honing that up to get your gear score up. And then the raids, I don't know where they fit in there outside of something to do. I think it's just another opportunity to loop. But they do coincide with, uh, there's a story element to them, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, plenty of stuff to do. And then while you're doing that, you can also go and do like, um, your stronghold stuff, you know, get all your collectible stuff like that. There's there's plenty of shit to do once you once you uh, finish it up. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, though because I beelined to the end of the game, I'm just playing the waiting game, which kind of sucks. Uh, we got a couple people who have hit fifty though uh, I since I did. I think you have enough to do, make a full group now. Well, I don't know if anybody's at end game as of right now. Mm. People hit fifty, but they don't have three hundred two gear. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah sense yeah yeah i uh i saw people hitting 50 i'm like fuck yeah i'm like wait that doesn't that doesn't mean can, <laughs> it doesn't mean we can play yet yeah um i just went i went too hard on the game um i mean, I mean the same thing happens in 14 i should have thought of that because you hit yeah. 90 but you're not done with the story yet yeah i actually had a couple people ask like they're like i'm 50 when when can i do that i'm like you gotta finish the story like you gotta go through it and get your 302 gear um and your and uh just so you guys know, in case you don't know, um, when you do beat the story, which means I'm going to keep it vague, you beat Vern, the city's uh, storyline. Um, you get uh, you get certain rewards, but you get a uh, level 50 boost for one of your other characters. And you're supposed to get, everybody told me you're supposed to get another boost, but they didn't tell me how, because I don't think they, they knew. I did it, and when you use the 50 boost um, and play the character... You get another fifty boost from that. So if you're looking for your second fifty boost, you got to play the character you boosted. So yeah, do that. Yeah, and your mounts are uh, uh, account based, so make sure to pick the ones you don't have. So yeah, but yeah, uh, overall, I mean, I, I I've been enjoying the game. I'm playing it a lot. I haven't been sleeping a whole lot lately, so. Um, Definitely, it's definitely been scratching that itch. I've been wanting to play an MMO lately, and uh, an MMO sat, so just so happened to have dropped in that time. So, because I was humoring playing 14 or uh, ESO, and this came out. So, um, been going hard on it, but I do plan on playing um, 
Forbidden West as soon as it drops. And uh, I need to finish Dying Light 2, and I like to play Sifu. So, um, but yeah, been having a lot of fun. I think it has a lot of content. I, I think it's well-made. Um, I think it offers an experience that I haven't really got from other MMOs um, in the way they're doing the top-down thing and not just being like a, you know, like a Torchlight Online or Diablo Online, but being like a full-fledged MMO. And uh, it doesn't feel cheap. I think they, they went all out with it. The cinematics are really cool. The, the set pieces are really cool. Um, character creation is pretty good. Um, classes are good, although there's like four martial artists, which I think is really interesting. Um, it's really, it's really interesting how like, what what was the class that that came out originally in the beta that people didn't want? Well, that we didn't want. There's, yeah. We're still gonna get it eventually. Sure. Uh, Summoner. Yeah, yeah. So Summoner was there, and then during the beta, people were like, "Where's like a traditional?" magic user and so they swapped out them for the uh the sorceress and uh and so we got one magic user and like four martial artists and the a bunch of magic bunch of people with guns so uh yeah four gunners four martial artists so i think it's really interesting especially uh because you you don't really get that in a lot of mmos so mm-hmm. yeah not complaining just an interesting observation but uh, games a lot of fun. It's free to play. I would definitely, I would highly recommend it if you're curious about it. You got nothing to lose. Um, if you're looking for a new MMO to try out, um, pretty sure I want to talk to who played it, who's played it, has liked it so far. So yeah, and it has controller support. Um, I know one which person which is so who, weird. Who's using a controller to play? So who? Scream. Oh, he's half controller, half keyboarding it. The hotkeys don't really work so well for like menus and stuff like that on controller. So, but playing combat wise and stuff, he okay. plays on controller. What game did I play like that? I played a game where I would use the controller to play it and then I would use the keyboard for certain things. Probably gonna have to with the game of the month. Yeah, probably. So. Probably. Um, but yeah, really good. Free to play. Check it out and uh, you probably will dig it. And also uh, check out our guild, Tasty Loot Gaming. Tasty Loot is one word, and gaming is a second word because it had a weird thing uh, about that. But uh, but yeah, check that out as well. And yeah, I'll continue to keep playing it because I'm really digging it. So anything else you want to say on Plus Arc? No, I mean, it's a fun time. Um, still, on a, you know, on a personal level, uh, I'm going to prioritize 14, I think. Um, I think this game's a great BMMO. Like well, and I, it one. has the potential. It, ha, it has the end game to be a main MMO. Um, it just does a lot to my wrist, I've learned. So um, hmm. I couldn't play it for an excessive amount of time anyways. But um, That's what Godfall did to me. Fucked my wrist up. But yeah, I mean, I like it. Um, I'm not necessarily in love with it, but I don't have any complaints either. It, it, it yeah, is just a solid game. I wouldn't say I'm in love with it either, but I am very impressed with it. There's things it does that I really like. And yeah. and one of those things is I do think it does um, set pieces really well for, especially for an isometric game. Um, it makes good use of camera movements and stuff like that when it's trying to show a scene. Also, um, because of the perspective, they can do interesting things with mechanics. Um, without saying the boss, there is a boss that you fight in multiple phases and has multiple things you can hit on him. Um, and as you're going through and doing the different phases and moving through the the level to keep fighting him, um, it adds more and more mechanics and stuff like that. And it's a fun fight for sure. Um, I was very impressed with that. So um, I did not expect that from the style of game it is. So 
Yeah, that's one of the reasons I I say I'm impressed with the game is I'm I've been surprised by multiple times mm-hmm. now, um, and so it's given me an experience that that most of most I've played I don't I don't there's no surprises I'm just like oh, okay they're doing this they're doing that it's solid this works the world's all right whatever but this game like actually has things I'm like oh shit they're actually doing this kind of crazy plus like it has a whole the whole ship thing which I think is really neat there's like nine ships in the game to unlock and all sorts of shit like it, it's just full of content and it has a lot of like stuff to keep you busy which I think is my favorite thing about it because it's giving me that like oh, I got a little bit of time. I'm just gonna hop in there and knock out some of my, you know, basic shit, basic MMO stuff. If you play a, a certain MMO, any MMO regularly, you're gonna get into this groove where you are just kind of completing certain things. So it's nothing new or revolutionary there, but I think they do a good job at gamifying everything in the game to the yeah. point where it's really easy to just go. Eh, I'll work on this right now. Eh, I'll work on that. Even working on your house and decorating is a game. Um, and so it's a really easy game to spend some time in. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, it also is um, going to be good for me as well because, like, you know, 14, you know, in between patch cycles, content kind of lulls. Mm-hmm. Gives me an opportunity to play something else. I might still want to play an MMO. So it'll be there for that too. Um, where I'm, It actually launched at a perfect time because all the – 14 content is mostly done by most people right now. So, Yeah, I noticed because a bunch of people you play 14 with, as soon as you guys were done, me, Sarah, and Josh were playing uh, Lost Ark while you guys were playing 14. And then I saw like four of you guys just like logging all at once. Lost Ark, I was like, the raid must be over. Yeah, the raid was over. Fucking everyone just hopped over real quick. And then like they're talking to a couple of people who play 14. Um, it seems like they're just like waiting for content right now. So. Yeah, fourteen um, is designed that way intentionally, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoshi P doesn't want people no lifing it. So, yeah, just kind of reconfirming what you said about mm-hmm. like it's in a lull right now because that seems to be the the case among many people. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, good time for this to come out. Horrible time for this to come out because of the month. Um, and uh, yeah, there's plenty to play, and there's also suffering more- from success. Which is damn most story these days. Yeah. Um, even New World, even though that because, fell off really hard. Because but. people <laughs> fucking want new MMOs. And I literally saw somebody fucking on Twitter. It's like a publication or something. I don't remember who the fuck it was. They're, they were talking about the success of Lost Ark. And they're like, wow, people really want a new MMO. I'm like, bro. <laughs> they've been wanting one for like, fucking you, years. I've seen the fucking chaos that's been happening because of one of the like two MMOs. There's more than that, but let's be real here. One of the two main MMOs um, having trouble right now. And that caused a huge like need for an MMO. Cause mm-hmm. not everybody wants to play the, the competitor there. They want something more their style. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. There's, there's so. a bunch of people who, who there's a bunch of people who didn't think they'd like Final Fantasy 14 who ended up liking, but there's some people who are just not ever going to be into their it. style for yeah. sure. And so there's a huge fucking void right now for certain people. And then um, new world came out. Servers got hammered. Content wasn't there and janky amateur fucking problems. Some bad mistakes were made um, yeah. and they lost a ton of people that the game's not like completely dead. I think it still has about 40,000 concurrent players um but uh, that's pretty low for an mmo Forty thousand, yeah um man 
but they have the opportunity to fix it. But they have to regain trust at this point. Um, Plus Amazon, dude. They don't have an excuse like financially. Well, people keep saying that about Lost Ark as well. But um, <clears throat> yeah, but that's more of a like realistic, grounded style MMO, which yeah. some people are looking for because we really don't have that, to be honest. So um, we don't have any MMOs really. But yeah, we only have sure, a couple. Sure, sure. So, and then the ones people are playing are all old. Like yeah. Yeah, all the popular ones right now are fucking years old. Ten like, plus. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Even it's like the many times I've talked about the, the genre being dead, and it always seems to shock people when I say, not shock them, but like the concept of like the genre being dead is like, people are like, what? Like there's game. I'm like, no, dude, those games have been out for fucking ever. No one's making new ones. And now, now we're starting to see some. We're starting to see people test the waters. And Lost Ark came out in 2018 or some shit. So like, yeah. it's not even like... Not brand new it's new to us um but so sought after that so many people played the russian version of this game already there's yeah. so many people playing this game who already played it um yeah. so that's that's fucking amazing but uh but yeah between lost ark and uh and um oh god what's the new world, new world. Yeah. and um the one coming out, Ashes of Ash Creation. Creation. Looks um, super promising. Looks cool. I feel bad for them, though, because servers are probably going to hammer They're going to well. serve from success, too, if the game yeah. sucks. Because people, at this point, just want a new fucking MMO. Yeah. And we are starting to get them. So I can't I can't complain as much anymore. But that I'm seeing people like like starting to talk about, uh, oh, people really want new MMOs. I'm like, dude, fucking of course they do. That's <laughs> like, that's nothing new. People want multiplayer but, social experiences. But, but so. that I'm hearing that yeah. in a more public sense means hopefully that people are going to take note that New World, even though it had issues, was a success at first. And, Financially a success and, for sure. And <laughs> uh, Lost Ark is doing very well on Steam. Um, so hopefully somebody who's got uh, a budget and a talented team or is willing to make one is looking at that and going, wait, MM- people want MMOs? Maybe we should make one. Yeah. In which I can say, yeah, no shit. Do it. <laughs> Just make one. Yeah. Um, God, I remember the days where there's like a new fucking MMO every week. And I was like, there's too many MMOs. And now I'm like, there's none. Yeah, I got oversaturated for sure. Yeah, it's wild. Um, it's fucking crazy. And I have the same problem that happened when COD blew up and everyone wanted to make a shooter. Um, yeah. Is that a couple original games came out, but everyone was kind of chasing that. Everyone's a piece. Battle Royales. Sure. And survival games. And, uh, you know, only a couple survive because they're the ones that actually brought something to the table versus just trying to chase what the other person had done. So the ones with the passion, the ones with the the ideas, the ones that get inspired, those are the ones that stick around. The ones that are chasing after it, some of them make money and their successes, but, uh, they just pump and dumps though. Yeah, exactly. Like when I think of like, you know, Paladins or something like that. Paladins doing really well. Sure, but I mean, when it first came out, like the the comparisons were like it's just a ripoff, but it made its money. Um, so I, people still play Paladins. Oh yeah, that's fucking not wild. like a shit ton, but that's games still wild. Still um, I've actually seen not a lot, but a couple streams of it. So. Well, yeah, and I mean, like uh, to the point of like people with the passion, or whatever, like battle royals, they're they're everywhere. They were. Um, it, it feels like we're finally at a point where people are just kind of accepting which ones are the big dogs. Uh, but like, you know, yeah, in the style you like pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but like apex legends fucking still, still, still going strong. It makes so much money off the fucking game. Yeah. And it's a <laughs> solid, well-made game. It's one of the best battle rails out there. 
because they looked at the genre and went, we can add to this. We can oh, do yeah. something. For we can sure. do something that's not being done. Anyway, I feel like I just keep. I, I feel like I just like keep ranting. <laughs> like I could take the thing of MMOs and just move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So, um, well, I mean, it's just a general sentiment in the uh, sentiment in the the state of gaming, anyway. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, the the thing is in there. I I find it hard to believe that most people wouldn't be interested in MMO as long as it fit within the the confines of the type of game they like. Yeah. MMOs don't have to be World Warcraft, as we learned when all the WoW clones died. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can have an isometric one. You can have third-person ones. You can have, you know, first-person ones, all this stuff. Like, all this stuff can exist. You just have to have an idea and a passion for it and not come off as, I just want your money. Because people, gamers aren't, <laughs> they're not stupid in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> So. Right, they're they're stupid in social ways, but yeah. not in like. If there's something content. You, if you want to un, uh, make gamers like come together, rip them off. Yeah, look at the <laughs> NFT thing. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, we all agree on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody is on the same page on so, that one. So yeah. it's a beautiful thing to so. be like, hey, people are trying to rip all of us off. Yeah. We don't want that. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we should probably wrap this conversation up. Uh, Lost Ark has been fun, though. Um, and I, like I said, I, th- I think we'd both recommend it. Yes, but I, more importantly, I'm going to say it's a free-to-play game. Give it a couple hours. Yeah, check if it you out. you don't like it, you don't like it, man. Or try a different class. Yeah. But that's every MMO. Anytime someone plays an MMO, like, I don't like it. I'm like, mm, check out another class, though, because sometimes maybe you're just playing something you don't you know, vibe oh, with. Well, I mean, obviously I'm going to keep comparing 14 as my game, but uh-huh. um, I love that game to death. But there are certain jobs, like I level them just to get that number and I don't want to touch them again. <laughs> so, yeah. That's yeah. just the way it is. All right. Well, anything else you want to say on that? That is our impressions of Lost Ark and uh, check it out. So let us know in the comments though, uh, what do you guys think of Lost Ark? Um, are you playing it or not playing it? Uh, if you're not playing it, why aren't you playing it? Do you plan on playing it? Um, maybe you're on console and you're like, I can't play it. Um, which is kind of shitty considering the game has controller support. <laughs> like, why is it on console? Uh, if you are playing, what do you think about it? Uh, do you like it? Do you not like it? Are you somewhere in between? What do you think about it as a free-to-play game? Uh, how do you think uh, the content is so far? What level are you? What class are you playing? Um, what are your aspirations in the game and in life? And are you doing the stronghold? Because everybody's not. Everyone I talk to is like, I'm not really doing the stronghold stuff. I do mine every day. Well, I've started doing mine every day. <laughs> but I, I'm also at a point where, you know, I can kind of, I have plenty to do. But now I just feel like less pressure. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go do the stronghold stuff for a little bit. I saw Chris in there doing that. He's lucky it has an energy system because otherwise he'd probably live in there. Um, yeah, I was waiting for that. I also know there's features in there that affect outside of there too. Yes. So it's kind of important to not ignore it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it has purple missions, do them because purple missions unlock features in the game. Yeah. Um, so if you're getting purple missions, do them sooner than later because <laughs> there's whole features. There's even achievements uh, that will not activate until you finish those. So uh, do those purple missions. But yeah. Let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to lost Ark in the comments below. 
All right. Um, we got a couple of videos to watch. Uh, and we're going to do that. So, uh, as you guys know, I'm sure, uh, Horizon Forbidden West is coming out very soon. We're all going to be playing it. And hopefully we're all going to be enjoying it. I've been hearing nothing but amazing things about it from all the people who are fucking playing it currently early copies and spoiling the shit out of it all over fucking Twitter. Stop doing that. It's so annoying anyway. And so with that coming out, uh, we're going to watch a comparison video of the PS five, uh, versus PS four pro versus PS four performance, which is, uh, a technical review done by IGN. Um, we're going to watch that to kind of see where it stacks up. Oh, I'm so glad we, uh, <laughs> I didn't check our positions on those windows and oh. it seemed to work out just fine. So for anybody listening, we have like uh, uh face shots of us when we react to um, videos and normally I have to line those up and I didn't do it this time and I'm glad it worked out anyway. Um, yeah, we're gonna watch this and kind of get an idea of what to expect graphically from PS five, PS four pro and PS four. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have seen this, but I've had people ask me, like, are they going to run well on PS4? I'm like, fuck, hopefully, dude. But this is a first-party developer for uh, Sony. Company. So yeah, I don't think you're going to get much shenanigans. But I thought it would be a fun uh, video to kind of uh, see uh, what's up with this, especially with the concern also that a lot of people expressed early on that because they're doing um, development for two different consoles that the PS5 version would get held back by the limitations. And in earlier uh generations of consoles and we've talked about this before uh i can see why that was a concern something i would have been worried about myself but nowadays uh consoles are essentially pcs in which you can turn the graphics up and down um so you are getting the higher end version of that game and, and a lesser version on lower end consoles so i don't think it would hold it back but anyway uh we're gonna watch this and we're gonna react to it but before we do that um thoughts on horizon forbidden west hype um and what are you gonna play it on um, I mean, I'm picking it up, so uh, there's that hype. I mean, I'm looking forward to, to playing it. I don't get overly hyped too often, uh, and I'm gonna play on PS5. So yeah, I'm also gonna play it on PS5. I'm really excited. I saw some pictures of Aloy, and she has like fucking the joke of Twitter. She she has like fuzz on her skin, which I've never seen in a game. Yeah. And some dork, it's a meme now, he, but he's some... never seen it, period. Yeah. <laughs> some some dork, I'm just going to leave it there. Maybe, maybe he's not so bad, uh, asked why Aloy had a beard. And I'm sitting here looking at this going like, holy fuck, that's crazy detail. Mm. That you can see the fuzz on her skin if you look close enough. It's not even like super apparent. And this dude's like, why she got a beard? And people are like, this dude's never been close to a girl before. <laughs> And then some some chick on Twitter is like, we're fuzzy, dude. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and it was like this whole joke. But, you know, I looked at it. I'm like, ha, that's funny. That guy's not running on a girl, whatever. But then, like, I'm just looking at the picture. I'm like, holy shit. That's crazy. They did not have to fucking add that. I've probably seen that meme about 15 times today. That's, that's why I'm trying to keep it, like, yeah. kind of short with this. Because I'm sure everybody's seen it. But um, more so, it's relevant to the video we're going to watch. Because um, they really went crazy on it. I actually saw a, a side-by-side picture of the ps4 version and the ps5 version and the ps4 pro version it's just pictures um and the ps5 version super fucking detailed with the peach fuzz but like on on the the face but fucking um on ps4 it's not there so it's not even they just 
it's just an added thing on fucking fucking ps5 so it's really interesting yeah so that's a little taste of what we're gonna see here um i'm very excited for this game i can't wait to play it i'm gonna try and beat it this weekend i don't know if that's gonna happen um and i'm like i said gonna play on ps5 uh it looks from what i've seen so far incredible graphically um and yeah you ready to watch this yep all right this is horizon forbidden west ps5 versus ps4 pro versus ps4 performance review a technical marvel by ign three two one and go Aloy has returned with the murder of new enemies and a flock of old friends for a brand new adventure. Squeezing the very last watts of power from the sun-setting PS4 generation whilst harmoniously kickstarting the PS5s. Have Gorilla reinvented the wheel in Forbidden West? Let's dive in and find out. Reinvented the wheel in what way? Are you Excitement graphics have or been grown gameplay? ever since the first glimpse of Aloy's Buzzwords, next entry maybe. was first yeah. shown. Check out the complete IGN review to find out if all the hype has paid off. First things first, the most important, well not really, the numbers game. The PS4 tops out at 1920 by 1080 but that is not the whole story, as it now appears to use checkerboarding to hit this level. The result is we can see some half width counts and even a 900p height, although this may and is likely a breakdown in that reconstruction technique, which is almost impossible to decipher from the outside in. The very point of the techniques, to be honest. The reduction in pixel well, shading is the, the big program. saving here, but I'll talk about IQ huh? shortly. The pro the is really the snake was moving around, it, it was lit up in the pro version offering the sharper and cleaner IQ as it now renders at an increased 3200 by 800. A reduction on the previous 3840 by 2160 checkerboard solution from the previous entry. It's funny because the PS4 version I think looks great, but it's funny how much better the PS4 Pro version looks. Meaning the improvement over the 1.8 Like it's sharper and the colors seem more defined. And resolves many of the issues I will cover shortly regarding the PS4 output. Finally, the big boy in the PS5 clearly uses its phenomenal power hike to offer two options. A full native 4K, yeah, which is clearly the sharpest and most visually impressive of all the modes via its 30fps resolution mode, resolving any IQ issues with a sharp and stable image that is now genuinely blurring the lines between offline and real-time rendering. There are still a few sharp and shimmery edges on specular highlights, but again, that's the choice of a very light TAA solution used by the team. If you want 60 FPS, though... I'm honestly just impressed PS5 with how good the PS4 version looks, though. ...after that mm. Zero Dawn backwards compatibility patch last year, then the performance mode has you covered. The cost is now reverting to a similar pro-light checkerboard Man, output, look at that still at rate, but now resolved via this temporary accumulated method. The drop in pixel clarity is very minor, but it can be seen in high-frequency areas of the screen under movement, specifically within textures, thin foliage, reflective surfaces, and post-effects such as screen space reflections. Although the doubling of the frame rates heavily mitigates this, within a minute or so, the resolution delta fades away, largely helped by the temporal increase in pixels and fill rates within the same time. The game does use a minimal TAA solution that reconstructs a single. There's a video that came out recently for um, with a mixture uh, of Cyberpunk's FX ray tracing, mm -hmm. and it was it's showing before and after, and it's a so huge no difference. Yeah, huge difference. It looks like amazing with full ray tracing. But in the comments, this guy's like, "What system is this on?" Someone's like, "PC." He's like, "Oh." On PS4, it can leave a shimmering 
an unstable image often with the density. I was looking, I was like, that's not. The, the consoles aren't running. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I haven't seen the game look Due like that. that. Lower base Ray tracing wise. And shading, as mentioned, and the fuller minutiae. Like the reflections were like incredible in the, in the video they showed. But yeah. unstable IQ at times, even on a 1080p screen. In reality, though, look at the, the sharpness of the plants, the though, mm. are minor compared to the additions. Volumetrics are much better, more stable, and also receive projected shadows from characters. Post effects more abundant with much better quality screen space reflections. Although these seem I mean, to be the biggest things I'm noticing that are missing is the lighting effects are just absolutely possibly the biggest though not is comparable. It's it's weird too because with the lower yeah, frame rate and the slightly blurrier well not slightly, but you know, the blurrier graphics, the less textured graphics. The PS4 versions look like a video game and the PS4 Five looks like CGI. And I think it's because the frame rate, how crisp it is, it looks like pre-rendered almost. But the frame rate makes it look like it was pre-rendered, like it's it's meant to play at a certain speed. It looks like you're watching a cinematic. Whereas the PS4 is like, oh yeah, that's, the, that's a PS4 game. Yeah. It's really weird. All of this brings it more in line with the high settings on PC and is a testament to both the benefit of that GPU resource oh, this game's got gyro aiming. and the sheer technology of Gorilla, a team that has long since been at the Someone sharp end of Someone posted a video showing how he aims doing that. The pro resolves really most responsive. of the IQ offense crimes you may have, whilst enhancing all of the rich, flamboyant, and almost dreamlike world that has been crafted here. The substantial uplift in resolution on the Pro really helps the image quality as yeah, the enhancements to if the you're effects, if you If you're only playing this on PS4, on LOD, which is I think they did you a solid with this, man. Like, this still looks great. All of this up across the visual menu. Sharper, it's just more a detailed textures, definite difference quality, frame when you hop denser generations. Corner, more effects and detail with yeah. higher polygonal objects. Further LOD, which you can see here, is significantly improved. Everything looks a lot denser and fuller, and therefore it reduces that popping as you're walking through the I don't world. know who this guy is, but he's the only guy I've heard from IGN sound like he knows what he's talking ambient about. ambient occlusion and screen space shadows, which the title uses, but overall, it's much better on the PS5, as are shadows themselves, sporting a much better soft feathered Penelope shadow and a further cascade shadow map. All of these visual settings are identical between resolution and performance mode, with the only difference being the fact that one runs at 60 and has a slightly lower resolution. I think it's funny that resolution mode is a novelty. Yeah. It's just like, this is what the game can look like, but you're going to play it on performance mode. The welcome addition to the PS5 version people is that Hero Lighting, which now runs in gameplay uh, and cinematics, which it doesn't run on the PS4 and the Pro. It enhances both the, the character the model of gamers and the material throughout, the, and it blurs the, that line much uh, closer between resolution the real-time cinematics and but anyway, gameplay. I don't know, it makes a significant leap in quality, certainly moving the character from that gamey look you see on PS4 and Pro to this much improved look on the PS5. I don't know. I think when Sarah's playing Ratchet, Clanks just playing glowing, it on the darker areas, which doesn't affect other characters, but generally mode is a really? welcome improvement to visual wants? fidelity. This I could is be a misremembering, but, heart, but the game's they have cool, like fantastic. Areas. Oh, yeah. It looks good on both, but the resolution mode, like, the is really the good looking with the ray tracing and shit. Yeah. That game also has a fucking performance ray tracing mode, though, which is really cool. I think that's what I played it on. That's what I played on, too. 
I don't know why you'd play it on performance mode if you can play it with ray tracing at 60 frames per second. Maybe if you're trying to get more than 60 frames, I don't know. Which might even be newer by the time the game launches. It's equally, if not better than Zero Dawn. Some minor skips and dips happen from the opening three hours of the title, but overall it's pretty mild. With such a large game with so many dynamic areas though, it may have some worse areas, but from my playthrough I was more than impressed in both the quality and fidelity of the PS4 version. One frame, the one pro is largely the same story, but totally it can acceptable. present some minor mm -hmm. skips and stutters into 1633 and even 66 milliseconds. These are, though, from these tested heavier sections, very brief and imperceptible to almost all players. The root cause here is not easy to pick up. It is obviously related to things like GPU, dense alpha overdraw, and particle effects. But it could even be good. memory allocation issues which is causing these mild this stutters. A good game. In general Visually. play, though, I never really felt anything bad at all. Aside one element of the gameplay, which I won't touch on here for spoilers, that can have some small performance hiccups. But overall, the pro version is impressive as well. Super impressive. PS5's dual modes offer obviously two options, and the 60fps and 30fps both do 60, a great baby. job in delivering on that target. Again, picking some of the most stressful sections I could find in the opening few hours that are not full of spoilers, it holds 30fps pretty much as good as the PS4 Pro does with all the enhancements I mentioned. It can generally skip again into that 50 millisecond and 16 millisecond spikes up and down, and it can drop as low as the high. It's funny because I think the colors and stuff, like the definition play, of the fire, smooth as silk in that 60 on the mode. resolution. It just looks like never visually better, but the motion at 60 frames looks more realistic. The way the fire is moving. Outside of this, though, the 60 FPS mode is the one you would most likely choose because the deficit to the resolution, although obvious when you flick over, very quickly becomes not an issue. And aside from heavy, stressful battle sections, it generally holds 60 FPS to never feel anything but smooth and responsive. Certainly the one that I would recommend. So with all these highs, there is one area that is slightly disappointing. Loading, still very fast at half the time of the Pro, but don't expect rapid single-digit loading times, and respawns can take a few seconds. Still impressive considering the size and scale of the game. Forbidden West had a huge level That's a of expectations leveled at it, yeah. and Guerrilla have not let anyone down, least of all PS4 owners. And if you like these deep dives into game technology and performance, then keep it IGN. And we'll see you on the next one. I think awesome, it's bro. still faster than the Monster Hunter Worlds load times. Oh, fucking probably, dude. <laughs> it's 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 amazing that they prioritized making sure it ran so well on PS4. Um, I'm. It's it's kind of cool to think that that a big title like this is still coming out on last generation's console in a way that's this this good um it's like a brand like it's not like it is a brand new game but like i'm just glad that it didn't get forgotten like yeah. i know some people like i mentioned earlier kind of were upset that this isn't like a full-fledged next-gen game if that's an argument nowadays but uh is it not but they but they uh <laughs> but they were able to achieve uh performance on both um while obviously really boosting visuals on the ps5 the way it should be um, but, um, it's, it's honest, like they said in the title, a technical Marvel, it's kind of amazing yeah. to see this game running so well and everything and having such a big difference graphically. Um, 
but then again, I, I'm a PC player, so I just see that they turn the the graphics up and down on it. So right. Uh, anyway, what did you uh, what you think? Um, I'm. I mean, honestly, my takeaway is is mostly going to be for the PS4 version because I already knew what the PS5 version looked mm-hmm. like. That's what we've been seeing, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm. I'm. If anything, I'm just happy for people who have a PlayStation. You're getting the game with almost no downsides. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's great. I especially at a time where it's still hard to get a PS5 yes. for certain people. Like it's well, they um, boosted production of PS4s because of it. So. Yeah. Um, you're still going to be able to, you're not going to have to sit around waiting to be able to play this game while people spoil it for you. Um, you're going to be able to play it alongside everybody else. Like it's, uh, it's win-win. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I guess I'm not like super surprised because Gorilla is a, a company of Sony. So they're going to have the, the, absolute know-how on how to get the most out of ps4 anyways same as you know when a god of war comes out if they have a version of both which i don't think they're doing but if they did Mm. the ps4 version i know would run fine that that team makes sony games like so they know that hardware yeah Um, versus like someone who makes a game for everybody they're trying to make a game for multiple hardware it makes it more complicated so well thing's nice about uh being a first party developer for sony as well is like uh they have a tight uh communication with mark cerny who is the engineer one of the engineers leading engineer of these consoles yeah so if you have like you know technical stuff you need to know about you have the dude who worked on it yeah to to help you out on that so i mean that's uh your support line is is just the best is going to get so 100 yeah, percent. i think that's why they're able to work this out so well yeah versus like to bring up the example of cyberpunk um that was a game made for a lot of platforms and so originally intended for one a long time ago and then eventually on accident i, I say accident loosely uh made into a next-gen game yeah. and then retroactively tried to work yeah. on older consoles that was originally intended for uh, by a company that had never made that kind of game before um, and released on everything. On a lot of different types of hardware. Yeah. PC alone is a lot of different types of hardware. So, oh, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. people people really don't think about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, a prime example is, I, I, I've brought up multiple times on the channel, but like I can't play New World. It melts my graphics card. Yeah. versus it, that's a pretty small percentage of people. Most people can play the game just fine. It's like if you so. release like an app on iPhone versus Android. Yeah. Like iPhone, th- they all work the same. So you got one thing to work towards uh, outside of, you know, limitations of the performance of it, but they're all going to have the same infrastructure. Whereas yeah. like Android, everyone's making some kind of Android phone. Yeah. Pick, pick your suites or whatever name each version mm-hmm. has. Like they all run on different ones and they all have different, performances and yeah stuff, even so. even with my z fold some apps are like this might not work with your phone very well yeah and it does but it's not it doesn't have like functionality of the full sure. screen and shit yeah and that, that just comes down to many different people making something versus you know in this case one person yeah. making something for the company they work for so. exactly yeah yeah but yeah i mean it, it looks cool i mean i was already gonna pick it up anyways one of those games that didn't need to be sold to me. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of. I've had people like talk to me about this game. Like, I'm kind of done talking about the game. I'm just ready <laughs> to play it. Like, I don't want to know anything about it. Yeah. Everyone already knows my opinion on it, and I probably know your opinion, even if you haven't told me. Um. So yeah, but this probably being the last time we talk about this game before we actually play it. Um. Mostly kind of want to check in because. You know, there's been some games that have had some performance issues on different things, and I thought it'd be kind of interesting to see where this game stands. And uh, it seems like you're in safe hands with uh, with Gorilla. Um, what we're seeing here is really showing that uh, they made this game work on everything, and they made it work to its best ability and its best visual uh, fidelity to what you're going to be playing it on. Um, it looks uh, it looks good on PS4. Looks like it plays just fine on PS4. It looks pretty impressive on PS4 4 Pro. There's actually quite a bit of a difference between the two. And then we've all seen the PS5 version, and it looks fucking amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm really stoked that uh, that they they just guaranteed really made a game that uh, is going to be accessible to anybody who's on a Sony console. Yeah. Um, Regrettably, obviously, if you're on a Sony console, you're gonna have you're gonna have to wait until they release this later on PC, apparently. But um, but yeah, if you are, you're gonna be able to play on anything, and that's really cool. Um, especially with the amount of doubt out in there out there nowadays with with games and stuff like that. Um, I'm glad somebody could uh, deep dive and show um, everybody that it can be done. Essentially, yeah. Um, though they do have the advantage, like we went over, that uh, it's a first party company. And they got uh, resources that other people might not have. But, um, but yeah, this doesn't really drive hype for me in any way. I'm about as hyped as you could be. And, uh, yeah, just really stoked. And uh, I, I like tech, so it's interesting to see, uh, you know, what, what shortcomings, uh, not shortcomings, what, uh, what things they limited to make it run on the PS4. It's interesting to see the uh, comparisons of graphics, the soft shadows, as we're seeing on the right right here and, the more harder shadows on the left, um, a lot easier to render and stuff like that. So it's always really interesting to watch. And the frame rate was really interesting to watch as well because even though it did have a couple dips, uh, those are really brief and not really something you're going to see too much while you're playing. So it wasn't like full-on lag. And yeah. it's reassuring to see the 60 frames per second on, on PS5 because that's how I'm going to want to play it. But yeah. Looking great, and uh, looks like it's going to play good on everything, and look look good on everything. So that is awesome. Anything else you want to say on this? All right, let us know in the comments what do you guys think about uh, the comparison between the PS5, PS4 Pro, and PS4. Uh, which I mean, which one are you going to play it on? I was going to say which one do you think it looks best, but that's a dumb question. What are you going to play it on? What do you what do you plan on playing it on? Are you going to play it on the Pro? Play it on the PS4? Play it on the PS5? Um, and uh, what do you think about what we saw here? Does it look good to you? Does it look like it could be better looking? Are you not impressed? Um, what do you think about those frame rates? And yeah, are you excited to finally play Horizon Forbidden West? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, so as you guys probably know already, uh, Cyberpunk has got a big update, update 1.5, that has come out as of right now. And it has a lot of stuff it's offering. Um, some people are even jokingly saying that uh, Cyberpunk has officially left early access with this patch. Um, which I think, uh, as a joke, is, is a fair and funny joke. Um, we both played on PC, so we, yeah. we didn't suffer through 
the real issues that some people, I mean, in contrast to the last game we just looked at, uh, there's some real issues with the variables of consoles. The older the hardware get, yeah. got, for sure. The yeah. game was straight up broken on the original PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, this update is supposed to address a lot of that. It's also supposed to bring uh, the actual uh, next-gen upgrade um, where the game will not be the PS4 version on your PS5 or the Series S or Xbox One version on your uh, Series Series X. I'm just getting confused with the names. Um, <laughs> uh, but it will actually be uh, one that is made for the new age consoles. So uh, it's very exciting. It's also adding new content, apartments, stuff like that. that you guys, I'm sure, have heard the details. But we found a video. We're not going to watch the full presentation. There's a hour-long presentation. I think it's like an hour and a half. Uh, long presentation called Red Stream uh, by CD Projekt Red, where they go over every single detail and they do their typical uh, stream talk. And it, if you guys want us to watch that, uh, I'd be open to doing that as a TLG reacts. But for Tastecast, seemed like a lot of time to devote to one video. So uh, this is a video via somebody named Juicehead, who has like 600,000 subs. So they're known to somebody. Um, and this is their breakdown of Cyberpunk 2077, uh, and it's called uh, Just Got a 60 Gigabyte New Update. Uh, in it, he details what they added, and um, yeah, we're going to watch it and uh, get filled in. I already know quite a bit about it, but uh, maybe I'll have some stuff to tell me that I don't know about. And uh, yeah, we will talk about what they've done to this game. Before we do that... Um, Real quickly, uh, what was your thoughts on Cyberpunk? What do you think about them uh, still working on the game to try and correct the wrongs of the past? And, um, you know, overall thoughts? Um, I mean, I enjoy the game. Um, It's not quite as much as, like, you know, I had originally wanted it to be, but I still wasn't. I don't say, I wouldn't say I was disappointed with it. Yeah. but again, uh, kind of similar to when we were just talking about Horizon, I, I don't tend to get super hyped about things anyway, so I, I try to keep myself pretty tempered. Um, that being said, um, I did have fun with it. Uh, it definitely uh, was obvious there was stuff cut out of it when playing it. Um, and you could see, you know, like with doors that you could interact with, but they literally will just never open. Uh, that mm. was obviously planned to be something uh and then NPCs, though improved when we played last, um, still kind of did some really dumb stuff every once in a while. But those are things that don't really bother me that all that much, to be honest. So, uh, but yeah, I had a fun time with it. Uh, I, as far as like them still working on it, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, they could work on it for as long as they want and keep adding stuff to it. I that honestly just makes it a bigger the and no bigger. man's sky route. Well, and eventually, like you know, how much stuff could they let you do in the game? Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't see that as a bad thing at all. Um, do I want that to be the standard in gaming? Hell no. I don't want every game to be a fucking comeback story. Um, I want games to work when they come out. I want, <laughs> I want every game that needs to be a comeback to make a comeback. I want to celebrate that, but I agree. I don't want, that shouldn't I be the standard. don't want yeah. that to be the release cycle of games. Yeah, for sure. I don't want games to be Battlefield 2042. And then I'm like, where's the other half of the game? Yeah. Why'd you release it? Yeah. So and then hope they're going to fucking have a comeback. Like I want them to, yeah. but I, I don't want this situation. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so anyway, but other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm more than willing to, to revisit a game. Um, I only have like a hard grudge towards a handful of things in the gaming industry. So, 
Um, but they were just blatantly and for years awful to their community. So, yeah. Yeah. I liked uh cyberpunk 2077. I actually loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, had some shortcomings for sure. That was definitely due to, um, uh, a shaky production and some bad decisions made by uh, management. Uh, we all know the story. Um, but underneath uh, all the rough stuff, I think there was a very passionately made and dedicated game that uh, is an experience that you still really can't have anywhere else. Um, and so, you know, I played it, I beat it, I liked it a lot. Um, it was it was a blast. Um, first time I played it, had a lot of things wrong with it. Uh, not nearly as much as the people on console, but I was noticing weird shit like every five minutes. Um, last time I played it, it was a buggy experience, but it was it was much better. So um, a new update uh, to address mostly bringing it to next-gen consoles, which I think needed to happen, and optimizing it for older consoles. I did read that they worked on um, making it run better on older consoles, which is absolutely needed and should be the priority. People are like, where's the new content? No, 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 no. They... <laughs> They got to make the game work correctly yeah. to the people they sold it to. They have to write that wrong. They have to. That's the that's the biggest thing. But um, but yeah, uh, with the fixes that they put in there, I, I hear they they worked on the AI, which is my biggest complaint of Cyberpunk is the AI. And it's not even like it wasn't even a deal breaker for me. It was just the biggest thing that was like, and eh, that could be better. Yeah. I, I if that was even a little better, it would make the game so much better. Well, apparently they worked on it and. That has me really excited, and that affects me over on PC. So this makes me want to uh, re-download the game and check it out. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really happy with them uh, continuing to support the game. Um, they got to right the wrongs, man. Like a lot of us, were very satisfied with the game. Um, but there's a lot of people who, um, you know, got the raw end of the deal. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't get what they were hoping for. Um, and a lot of that was justified with how broken it was for certain things. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they're still working on it. I'm glad this is a substantial chunk of uh, update. Um, it's apparently it's a 60 gig patch, so that's really fucking crazy. And uh, I'm really excited to find out uh, all the details on it. But, uh, yeah, has me curious. Yeah. Anything else you want to say before we watch this? Nope. All right, let's jump into it. This is, uh, again, if you want to go check out this dude, if you like what he says here, this is Juicehead. He needs the subs. He has 600,000 of them already. He needs more, so go go check him out. Um, and Cyberpunk 2077 just got a 60 gigabyte new update in 3, 2, 1, and go. So it's finally time. Cyberpunk 2077's patch 1.5 is finally here. And like, here, here. You can actually download the update right now on all systems. For next-gen consoles, it seems like it's going to be a little over 60 gigabytes in size. And for PC, it's going to be about 40 gigabytes in size. So basically, you're downloading an entire new game here. And actually, for PS5 users, you are quite literally downloading a new game. This will not be an update to your previous copy of Cyberpunk, but rather a separate download that you're going to have to manually start by going into your library. It's still free, you don't have to buy anything, but just note, if you're on PS5, don't just hope this will happen for you, you have to do some stuff here. And in this video, what I'm going to do is explain to you what's different on a high level, the overview of what you can expect and what you should go try out. I'm going to have an in-depth video after spending a ton of time in this update and actually getting through the nitty gritty. There's actually a ton of secrets in this update, but also, as we'll talk about in this video, there's some surprising changes and changes that won't benefit 
benefit everyone. So depending on which copy of the game you have, you'll actually have some variances here, which is going to be pretty interesting and pretty important, as well as, again, there's a ton of secrets and some things not even mentioned during their live stream that are only found in the patch notes, which, let's Damn. be honest, you probably don't Damn, feel like wild. reading all of this. And not all platforms are getting all of the parts, so pay attention here. If you are on a next-gen system, the PS5 or Xbox Series S slash X, you'll get almost everything. Xbox Series S users technically get gypped on one part, but the three new things are the new patch 1.5 itself, the next-gen upgrade, so the game will now run natively on those consoles and has a variety of visual and other improvements, and four new DLCs. If you're on next-gen, you'll basically get all of this new content. If you're on PC, you'll just get the update as well as the four new DLCs. You don't actually get the next-gen version, obviously. And naturally, last-gen consoles get the short end of the stick here in more ways than one, though. Obviously, they're not getting the next-gen upgrade, but they are getting all of the new DLCs, although they are only getting parts of patch 1.5. It's not totally clear how much was cut out here. CDPR put up this graph where it basically describes how improved crowd reactions are not coming to the last gen of consoles. So if you play on Xbox One or PS4, you're not getting some of the AI updates. They just listed improved crowd reactions. That's incredibly vague. There's a ton of updates and changes around AI and even several around the crowds and NPC behavior around you. So maybe it really is just this one specific thing, but I have a feeling- That may be disappointing too, but I'm glad they're being the like transparent as fuck now. They released like 30 minutes consoles, of like gameplay. To continue in a way the that was one thing people complained about is they didn't see enough gameplay before it came out because they felt like they got chipped. Hardware. During their live demo stream earlier right? today, they actually it's mentioned some of the memory I'm streaming sure issues. Nice. Yeah, there's a trial, but it's only next gen. So with the next gen update on a surface yeah. level, this is really big. It means it's a Cyberpunk 2077 just runs natively on your next gen system. If you have an Xbox Series X or S, or if you have a PS5, the game is now actually running on that system. Where before what was happening was if you're on a PS5, let's say, you were using backwards compatibility to play the PS4 version, which means that there's just going to be a ton of upgrades and changes because you are now fully taking advantage of your system's hardware. It'll now be closer to the PC version with better crowds, better visuals, and a bunch of other background improvements. Although more explicitly, the game now has two new settings, a performance mode and a visual mode on the mm. Xbox Series X and PS5. Fitting. You can choose performance and you'll get the overall upgrades as well as 60 FPS, or if you choose the visual mode, you'll actually get ray tracing. The background footage you're seeing is all performance mode gameplay, so that's why you'll notice not as visual of an upgrade, but better FPS. Unfortunately, like Xbox Series fun. S users actually get gypped here as you just have a 30 FPS mode with dynamic resolution scaling. You get the other benefits of the update overall as well as the DLCs, but you're not getting 60 FPS and you are not getting any ray tracing. PS5 also has some pretty notable exclusives like adaptive trigger support. The controller speaker is now actually going to be used like for phone calls as well as haptics during romance and other scenes but literally oh during romance scenes in cyberpunk if you're on a ps5 your controller will vibrate in certain ways this is actually the dev that added in he seems very happy about this but also, i don't know as I what that before, means there's some drawbacks to the ps5 you feel the bumps. not only upgrades Oof. you also have to download a new version of the game and sadly since you are not updating the old version and downloading a new version this means that you're going to have to not only transfer over your saves manually but also your trophies or achievements won't actually carry over. So if you platinum Cyberpunk on the PS4 version and are now playing on PS5, you don't have any trophies anymore. You have to redo uh -huh, all of that. True. And although the next-gen update isn't coming That would be server-side anyway. If you already got the trophies, they would, it has nothing to do with your save. Now, which is pretty handy, yeah, pretty as well as AMD Fidelity FX Super Resolution support was added. So you are trying to use... Yeah, I would assume it'd have to connect to the PSN 
server to tell that you got those trophies. Yes, and is definitely worth testing out. The yeah. four new DLCs added are pretty yeah, interesting. Sure These are totally free and will be downloaded to the game right. with this update, but you have to activate them yourself. Character editing is finally here. You can edit your appearance in the mirror of your apartment. There's the full-on character editor like you get at the beginning of the game largely. And though that's the hmm. core of this new DLC, this update overall also adds in a bunch of additional ways to edit your character. You can have red lipstick now. You can make some other modifications that you couldn't previously as well as new options in some of the old categories. There are new poses in photo mode. Some of these are just for you, V. Some of these are for Johnny when you're doing that Johnny flashback scene. So when you're actually playing as him and you go into photo mode, you could do specific poses for him. What's new at Wilson's hmm. is a pretty interesting one. It'll actually overhaul and give a bit of a visual upgrade to Wilson's next to your apartment, but also it would actually add two new weapons to the game. A new AR with the Umbra as well as the Guillotine, which is a SMG. They look cool, but they're really just two new typical power weapons. They're going to pop up specifically at Wilson's all the time, but also will be distributed throughout the world. So you'll find other places oh, where it's just consistently here. Horrible month. Fact, even though this That's another thing I saw. Somebody's like, they had to release another fucking game in February. interesting category of weapons in Cyberpunk. There's probably more coming. Based off past leaks, there's actually Look, weapon packs for all of the weapon summer. categories. So True. hopefully more <laughs> on the horizon. And this also brings four new scopes into the game, as well as ten new muzzle attachments. And That's the biggest cool. DLC by far is apartments. This will make it so you can not only actually customize the visuals of V's apartment, that being the traditional one, for 10,000 eddies, and you have six different options to choose from, each of these being 10,000, although naturally you can only apply one at a time, and you can do this via V's in-apartment computer, or alternatively, using V's in-apartment computer, or by just going to these new locations, you could actually buy four new apartments, and you could buy all four for a total of five apartments for you personally. These are all in different districts, they are at different price points, and with vastly different themes. It seems oh, cool. like they're cool. majorly focused around some of the various things of that district and kind of going to align with how you role play in this game, like a corporal apartment. But interior wise, these are very, very different. But let's transition to the most important section here, and that is what is actually going on with this major new update, patch 1.5 in its entirety. Your apartment will actually now have new interactions and reasons to actually go there outside of just customizing it. Like sleeping will actually give you plus 20% experience gain for your skills for an hour, hmm. as well as taking a shower will allow you to regen health during combat for an hour. AI got a bunch of improvements That's interesting. smarter and more reactive, partially with combat AI. It seems like they now have, to some degree, more tools in their arsenal. They'll notice when you're flanking them, they're going to rely on cover more. They will dodge, Good. block, and reload better and smarter Good. than before. And overall, they'll be a larger threat to you. But these behaviors will also vary from faction to faction. The animals, for example, may be more reckless and aggressive compared to other factions. Remember when I first played it, so this is before back. the last the time I played it with the updates. Um, enemies would just, like, I was inside of a store, and the enemies kept walking damage, past the door left disabled. and right. They couldn't figure out how to get in the door. So I would just shoot them as they walked by. As well as you actually point guns into crowds, sometimes certain NPCs will actually react and fire back at you or react in general. Once combat starts, those random NPCs in cars will actually do things now. They go into this almost rage or panic mode where they'll actually just start driving erratically. They might run over other pedestrians, smash yeah, into other cars, or even jump onto the You need some kind of reaction because if you're sitting there shooting, or just kind of like look around like, whoa, what's happening? It kind of takes you out of the situation where like, holy shit. Nah, man, they're just used to it. 
pass out. Yeah, maybe the future's so fucked. They're like, ah, fuck, another one, dude. Whatever, dude. The world sucks so bad. I don't care what happens. As well as a ton of new mechanics around this. You do burnouts, donuts, and even drifting to some degree. As well as motorcycles have neon rims. The perk tree is completely overhauled. You actually got all of your perk points refunded to you. So if you play an existing character, you'll notice all of your perks refunded. As well as a ton of new and completely changed perks. This also applies to clothing item mods. Mods got completely reworked with clothing. And all of them are going to be removed from your existing clothing. So you have to redistribute them. As well as certain clothing mods will actually only be applicable to certain pieces of clothing going forward. An example, Evasion is kind of removed from this game and is now completely different in two separate stats. You know, cancel the reveal position hack if you have a certain type of cyberware or by damaging them. I don't know. Sure. Doing this, enemy NPCs. I would assume. in the comments. Camo. You cannot use cyber psychosis on cyber psychos anymore. You can actually text some of your romance partners, and there's some additional interactions at those romance partners' apartments, like sleeping with them. You can reject phone calls from people you don't want, and you can actually make it so certain people around certain gigs will never call you. Fixers now hmm. have a reputation system and a set amount of jobs available at one time, not Fuck. everything available right like off I the bat. This. The more jobs you do for them, the more rep you gain, the more jobs you unlock. And at the end, if you complete every job, you actually unlock a special item from that fixer. Weather is going to vary more often and more consistently now. There's less loot in the world. There'll be less loot lying around. As well as they're actually dropping support for the NVIDIA 700 series of GPUs and Windows 7. The Windows 7 support drops on June 15th. And that's really just some of the big stuff. There's actually a lot more. There's some stuff we've seen in the gameplay. I have that I want Windows to 7 on my second PC and fucking... As well as there's actually a bunch I tried of to play Lost Ark on there and I was like, they mention how this doesn't have something that we need. Or quests added I was like, won't be on the old yeah, general console. So seemingly there were yeah, it was something else though. It was like a specific file, but it probably had to do with that for PC sure. And next gen. As well as secret bug fixes. They mentioned how the bug fixes in the patch notes are not comprehensive. So even if the bug fixes this all just sounds like than they did compared to that epic one content that I feel like should have been in the game and I'm glad it's here but it's just interesting so I'm like all those things are cool man that would have been dope if that was in the game already but you know a game getting better I'm not going to complain about for five hours if you want to hopefully you found this informative hopefully it gives you a nice overview of what is actually new what is actually added that trial is fucking huge because there's people who thank you all again for watching and I hope to see you all later who uh, either you know felt burned by the game or fucking didn't play because they heard all the hype, negative hype, negative uh, feedback. Um, bunch of people out there who might not feel inclined still to like pick this game up again um, or pick it up at all for the first time. And so uh, offering people even a five-hour trial that you can transfer your save over is a really good gesture in my opinion. Mm. But also they made their money on this game already. Oh, yeah. So they don't need to, to like, you know, hopefully they buy it. Hopefully they buy it. There's already like crazy sales in this game a while back. But, um, I think it's a good, good faith effort to be like, look, like you want to check the game out, check it out. And then if you like where you're at in the game in five hours, you want to keep playing it, then you can buy it. Um, I think it's a good, good, uh, good step in the right direction. Um, so what we think, uh, I mean, obviously the, the the quality of life to like, you know, AI and stuff like that um, is welcome, but especially for more people who who do tend to prefer open world um, games to be like kind of a live in feel. Mm -hmm. um, for me, more so, more of the system stuff was interesting, like the the fixers having like a set amount of quests, and then there is a guaranteed reward, 
after doing all those that's really attractive actually to me um it does also give more reason to like do that side content um i also really like the um the fact that you can buy different apartments and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, because I, the one thing I thought was always weird is you and, and having reasons to be there. Because like yeah. I always thought it was weird. Like uh, in a lot of the early footage, there was not any vocal uh, emphasis on, but a lot of visual emphasis on on your apartment. Mm -hmm. But then um, it was very like underutilized. Well, you just kind of like start there and then you never go back to it. Unless you want to do some RP stuff, but you're not playing with people, so it'd yeah. be purely for yourself. I'm I'm saying my experience. I never went back to my apartment unless I had to. Yeah, there's no reason to. Um, versus now, you want you know, you're getting ready to do a hard mission. You can go. Well, I want hit point regeneration, so I'm going to go back to my apartment, mm -hmm. take a shower real quick. Um, it's just a neat way to handle, like I guess, buffs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that and uh, being able to like text the uh, your contacts and stuff like that. Um, be able to disable calling because one thing that drives me nuts in every open world game period is constantly being like, Hey, I got a mission for you. And then a five minutes later, same person, Hey, I got a mission for you. Shut up, man. Like mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah. You do get called a lot in this game. And I think yeah. it's kind of funny after the lessons that you would assume the industry should have learned from uh, Grand Theft Auto four. Uh, it seemed like CD project red didn't play that game or something because yeah. the amount of times I was getting called in cyberpunk. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, man. I get it. That is good. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah. And just overall, um, it's it's just you know good to see. I hope they continue to add stuff to the game. Um, I never did beat it, so it'd be nice to to actually revisit at some point. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a priority. Just like I, I keep telling myself, I'm go back to play No Man's Sky, and sometimes I do. Um, I just never commit any time to it, so I, I need to just like do that at some point for both games. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, anything else? Overall, I, I'm really happy with everything I heard here just now. It's a step in the right direction, and it sounds like a really solid step. Um, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if they have intentions of like continuing to uh, push this even further, but um, I hope they do. Um, first off, when it comes to um, uh, having it run natively, for um, Xbox Series and, and PS5, that's really cool because you got these consoles and you're playing the older versions of this game, and uh, you know that's not that's not that great. So I'm glad they they uh, they've essentially given you something closer to the PC experience with the PS5. They've given you uh, the haptic feedback, so it feels like you're playing like a PS5 game. They even got creative with it, so I'm glad to see in the production of this game or the development of this game, they're not worrying as much about, um, holy shit, we got to fucking fix this game, which I'm sure they were, but they're also thinking about, like, well, let's let's do what other devs get to do and, like, get to think creatively about what you can do with the PS5 controller. Um, so I'm glad they're at that point where they can start, you know, having fun with uh, stuff like that. Um, <coughs> sorry. The added content uh, is awesome. It's all small things here and there, but it's enough to make me intrigued that they added new weapons, new scopes, uh, new um, barrel attachments. Yeah. Um, it's really fucking cool. Um, again, the AI thing, I want to start this game up just to check it out uh, because that was my biggest complaint about the game, personally, is I thought the AI was robotic and... Uh, you know, in a world that looks so cool to me, 
um, the NPCs were so vacant, especially just ones walking around. Like it just looked like um, a backdrop. It didn't seem like I was with people in the in the city. Um, and then in combat, it seemed kind of like they didn't get what was happening. So I'm glad they're addressing that. Um, the apartments is cool. I'm not super excited about it. I'm more excited about that they give you reasons to be in the apartment. Um, but I'm not complaining either. I'm glad they added four new apartments. I'm glad you have something, another thing to work towards in a game where you can buy cars. You should be able to buy apartments. Um, and, uh, I'm glad they're all different themed, but I'm really excited that they, that they have some role-playing elements to sleeping and taking showers. Um, hopefully there's some more stuff going on there as well, but that's, that's awesome. Actually, uh, you know, if you're nearby your house, I should probably stop by and, Get those fucking buffs real quick. Um, it's really cool. I'm very, very, very curious. Very curious about what they did with the perk system. Um, I like the perk system, but some of the perks felt kind of weak. And that they've added new ones and retooled other ones um, and gave you perk points back. Uh, mods. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna get to that, but the is awesome. I uh, I'm I'm really stoked about that. And then I think the mod system felt kind of weak. So. I'm glad they did something with that. I'm really curious about that as well. Um, you know, both these systems worked, but uh, they weren't that great. And so um, perk system was fine, but it had some weaknesses. Mod system, not that great. Um, so I am really excited to see what they've done with that. Um, there was another thing too. I forgot what it was. I thought it sounded really cool, but... All in all, this sounds really, really awesome. I'm mostly excited for people on the consoles. It does sound like on the PS4, um, you're not getting that much more, but it does seem like you're getting some performance in, uh, improvements. Um, one of the videos I watched on Twitter was showing a difference between the old version and the newer version, and the lighting looked better, um, which is cool. And I know they've made improvements to um, like crowd density and stuff like that. Um, that was something that was a big problem on PS4, I guess, but I mean, I, I never saw it, and I didn't play it on there. Though I do have a PS4 copy on here somewhere. I should fucking throw in there. I'm also glad that the upgrade's free. It should be, but I'm glad it is. Um, it's interesting that you're essentially downloading a brand new copy, though, of the PS5 version and the Xbox Series version, because essentially it is. You didn't have that version. You had the, the PS4. You are emulating the PS4 version. So, And, uh, yeah, overall, everything sounds really cool. It's, and they've added uh, you know more interactive stuff, like... Uh, being able to visit uh, people you have like romantic stuff going on with um, to do shit with, uh, you know, for anyone who's trying to RP uh, that world, um, that's immersion. Um, I'm most excited about the AI thing though. Like I'm just glad they did something with that. That was like the biggest thing I was disappointed with. Um, but yeah, all in all, very cool. I'm really happy to see this and I, I, We'll have more say on it once I've actually played it because um, I think this is enough of a chunk to get me to return to the game because you know, I was playing it, I was liking it, I loved it when I played it, but when I beat it, I was like, eh, you know, I'm done now, and I, I'll come back later maybe. Um, but now I'm like, mm, that's they you changed the game in some ways, mm. especially when we start fucking with the perk system and mods. I'm like, okay, so the game's gonna be different now to a certain extent. I don't know how much, but you know. It's going to have something. I also fucking love um, that they added small things like be able to peel out, which you should have been able to do that in the first place or, you know, do donuts, but also like the, um, the neon lighting, the rims, the rims. Yeah. Um, very cool looking, very cyberpunk looking. So, 
Um, yeah, all, all very cool looking. Very, very excited to check this out. Anything else you want to say? Mm-mm. All right. Well, uh, let us know in the comments what you guys think about the update. Have you guys had a chance to check it out? Is this enough of a reason for you to either return or experience the game for the first time, possibly? Are you going to give it a go if you didn't give it a go? Or maybe you bought it and refunded it early on. Are you going to return to it? What's the features that are uh, that have you most excited? And uh, what would you like to see them add still? Maybe there's something that they're missing um, that you'd like to see uh, put into Cyberpunk. Uh, let me know everything you think about in the comments below. And uh, yeah, it's time again where we uh, revisit prior episodes and read your comments. If you want your comment read for sure, type in hashtag STLG on your comment. It makes it easier for us to find these comments and also makes us prioritize them. Otherwise, I pick at random. We had a couple comments on multiple videos, but I have two of them because they're bigger. So I'm going to just do those ones this time around. And those were on uh, my the problem with NFTs and gaming and how to navigate expectations of AAA in 2022, a sleepy boy rant. I was very tired when I was complaining about this with uh, Ryder um, in a stream, and I decided to share it because I felt like it was relevant to all the NFT talk that's been happening. It's something that I've been talking about a lot on the channel. And uh, yeah, I put it out there, and a couple of you had some stuff to say. Um... Before I read these, though, um, and we've talked about before, but briefly, uh, what, what's your thoughts on um, uh, NFTs and gaming specifically, not just NFTs? I mean, I'll, I'll just be specific with NFTs. Fuck them. Get them out of here. All right. I mean, that's fair. I don't. I can't. I don't really have to dive in too deep on that because uh, it's pretty blunt. So, all right. I pretty much feel the same. I'm a little curious about some things you could do with them later on, but yeah, as of right now, it's it's not the right time to be trying to implement this, especially in this. I didn't mention this in my rant. Um, I also think it's like really fucking insulting uh, the whole like push of NFTs. If you like are like, hey, we're gonna fuck around with NFTs, maybe, but when you're like, hey, you should buy these. Hey, you should buy these. Hey, you're not buying them. Well, you just don't understand. You don't understand this shit. That's what you like. You don't get how fucking exciting this is. You don't understand the opportunities you can have with NFTs. Like, like the guy from Ubisoft was saying, and it's like, you understand the last two years have been really fucking crazy for everybody. And and that has affected people financially. I mean, people are, are unemployed and fucking struggling inflation, all that shit. I'm not trying to get political, but like fucking what a weird fucking time to be like pushing new ways to get money from people. Like way to fucking pick your timing. I, I would say, I'm sure. Uh, for some people, they can they can see like you know benefits all this stuff, but but I and not to speak for a bunch of people, but I assume a bunch of people feel this way. Uh, all I see is rich people finding another way to get rich. That's all <laughs> I mean, it comes sure. off as. Yeah, it doesn't come off as beneficial in any way. It 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 literally comes off as the next version. Of microtransactions it comes off as uh, uh just another way to like throw some buzzwords at you so you'll spend some money on something and give you this false sense of ownership because at, they can do whatever the fuck they want at any time hmm. um it, it, it's annoying also in a time where hardware shortages are are the norm you want to push something that is going to require hardware so i, I yeah, the whole the whole thing's a flop. 
and should be. All right, well, you guys have heard our opinions on this, and I'm sure we could talk about it at any point when it gets brought up, but uh, I just kind of wanted to uh, fill in that point that I've made before but not on the show that I think it's really weird that uh, their timing. Just, the whole thing's just so not finger on the pulse. It's so disconnected from the average person. Um Especially when a lot of people don't even know what NFTs are, and they're like, what do you want me to buy from you? Like, I don't even get it. Like, fucking, it's stupid. So anyway, we got a couple comments. They're big ones. So we're going to get into this. The first one is from Stick. Uh, and Stick says, um, I honestly like this tasty bit thing, especially if it's an interesting discussion point on the topic of hype of or for the AAA space. I feel fortunate in that I enjoy a variety of games, so there are usually games that I am confident will be good and hype myself up for them. I still always wait for reviews before pre-ordering anything. I have been burnt before, even with good reviews. Both Doom Eternal and Mortal Kombat 11 had great reviews from trusted sources, but I didn't like those games so i ended up moving on and focusing my attention onto other games i do enjoy i feel this month alone has two possible game uh of the year contenders i think elden ring will be one of the most unique takes on open world design i should probably tackle this one first yeah. uh first off um i'm glad you enjoy the tasty bit thing uh if you're curious about other tasty bits tasty bit is essentially something i've used for a long time for um things that don't fit are scheduled shows so if i just have like a random thing that i'm like this isn't a tasty cast it's not a tlg reacts it's not a blah 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 blah. i just say tasty bit because it's a random thing i'm glad you enjoyed it um i would be willing to do more tasty bits on random topics like this um but it is just kind of a placeholder for that kind of thing um as for pre-ordering based off reviews um trusted sources and then being burnt by that I mean, I get that. I uh, <clears throat> I typically don't let reviews um, alter my view on something. Um, I do use the aggregate as uh, a way to test the direction where the wind's blowing, though. Um, I still have my strong opinions, and if I'm like super hyped about a game and I'm hearing like mediocre things about something, I'll probably still check it out. But if I'm hearing like really good things about something, I'm really happy for. It's just like okay, like for sure, this is really good. Um, but individual reviews, it's it's hard for any of those to have much sway on my opinion. Um, I kind of backed away from that years ago because uh, more and more, um, I don't think the reviewers at uh, these publications are, um, they're not personalities or minds that I uh, either uh, appreciate or respect. So it doesn't mean much to me anymore. And then as for Elden Ring, um, I think it's going to be unique for sure, but it definitely is like, uh, oddly enough, borrowing a lot from uh, Breath of the Wild, which I think is kind of smart because it has an interesting system of go wherever and do whatever. But um, it's definitely going to be very unique because it's the only open world game that's a Dark Souls game. So that's going to be fun. Do you have anything to add to that, Chevy? Um. Just the, the the stance on like buying uh, slash pre-order games. Um, I'm I also almost never pre-order games. I still haven't pre-ordered Horizon. I probably will just buy it the moment it releases. I haven't either, but I feel like I need to buy it so I can pre-download it. Yeah, that's the only reason I want to buy it right now. So I, I can just I'll get be it downloaded. A, I'll be at work, so I can just buy it on my yeah. phone and that's whatever. True. But yeah. um, I've just gotten to the point. 
and obviously teach their own, but you know, with the amount of people who complain about unfinished games coming out all the time, you're uh, uh, incentivizing, incentivizing them yeah. to yep. keep doing it yep. by buying the game before it's out. So, um, just a thought. What a great, what a great point. I know that one hundred percent. I've preached it a million times, like in real life, but. I think that's very important that like the amount of people I know who pre-order and some people have the reasons or whatever, and I'm not going to judge anybody for pre-ordering, no, but for sure. you are paying the industry before they've given you a product. And so if they can reliably assume you're going to give them money before they give you the product, they don't have to be as sharp about releasing a game. That's going to be, that's going to meet uh, expectations. It doesn't, it doesn't have to hit the wow factor. It just has to, maybe not piss you they off just have to, they just have to convince you to pay them for yeah. the game before you play it so. and so yeah it's it, it does muddy the waters in that uh pursuit of hey let's get some finished games yeah um yeah i mean that that's pretty much it as far as the, the Elden ring thing goes um i uh, i'm looking forward to the release of it as much as i probably won't play it though if it does have no bs multiplayer and i keep hearing it's not as difficult I mean, I'm trying to keep an open mind and, and, and my eye on it because you know, I don't want to say no, but um, I just also know myself. So, mm-hmm. but I do think I do think it's going to be an amazing game, and I honestly do think it is absolutely going to be a game of the year content. I think we're going to hit. A, I think we're going to have a hard time picking this year for game of the year. There's too many big games coming. Well, out. I will for sure, but like as like a, a more like the the cultural gaming zeitgeist i think if god of war indeed comes out this year i think god of war will win game of the year but um i think elden ring will absolutely be a contender for it 100 100 <laughs> more than forbidden west yeah but um we'll find out as that as that comes out but elden ring 100 is going to be like a strong strong contender we haven't even played it but we all know it's going to be a strong contender top two top three for game of the year easily yeah yeah all right, continuing on, Stick says, On Bethesda, I have no reason to feel confident on Starfield until we actually see it. I agree. Preach, dude. Uh, one thing to mention, however, is I believe the main game studios did very little on Fallout 76. That was the Austin team and not the main team. Yep. Uh, the last game the main team did was Fallout 4. I know Starfield is Todd Howard's dream game, and he wanted to wait until technology progressed well enough to meet his dream and vision. So he, he's making Avatar. Um, he's James Cameron. Uh, the issue, however, is that I doubt tech has reached his vision. And if they go or if they got so far into development and found out they will have to scale back on, uh, ideas that will really hamper the experience. I'm hoping they hit it out of the park without needing to compromise on their vision. I still feel the game will have a lot of bugs, but hopefully it can be as mind blowing as previous Bethesda games. Um, one thing I have to add to that is I do want Starfield to be a good game. And I hope it is revolutionary and they knock it out of the park. That would be fucking amazing. Bethesda's track record has not shown me that that's going to happen. But they've not made something for long enough now that I don't know what to expect from them. The thing I can reliably or expect from them is that we're going to get something on the, on the fucking same engine they've been using forever with very similar systems that they've been doing forever. But Starfield being a new IP... And not hearing from them in terms of uh, tech and what they've been working on, um, not seeing the game, um, leaves a lot of questions in the air for me that makes me 
I wouldn't say hyped, but has me very interested. Regardless if this game comes out and looks like shit or looks amazing, both those are very interesting things for me. So I am absolutely keeping my eye on Starfield. Um, but uh, I agree with you 100% in your first your first sentence. I I can't be confident at all until we see it. I concepts all day you can tell me this is your fucking dream game and you've you had to wait to make this game and it's gonna do this and that and this is what concept are of what ships look like stuff like that show me the fucking game right like all that stuff could not translate to whatever the final product is so until we see it i cannot generate any kind of uh hype outside of i wonder what bethesda's cooking up now that's it that's all i got for that but uh, hopefully it is good. I want good games. And I want Bethesda to make good games again. Because they used to be like somebody I got really fucking... In. Like when Oblivion was coming out, dude, I was like so fucking excited for that game. Because I love Marwin so much. Um, it's crazy how excited I was for that game. Skyrim, not so much. And I, I played and beat it and it's fine. But I'm not I'm not one of these Skyrim guys. Thoughts? Yeah, um, I mean, Bethesda doesn't really make games for me, so it's, it's kind of hard for me to have any excitement for anything they do um, outside of they are publishing Ghostwire, and I am kind of keeping my eye on that one. Um, so Yeah, but Tango Gameworks is making that. Yes, that's why I specified publishing mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, outside of that, like I don't, I don't play games made or published by them, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of fit into a certain category of games that... I don't play, so you don't log in every night to do your dailies and Fallout seventy six. If it has dailies, I don't know. I mean, I even touched that game, um, especially because I didn't like Fallout four either. Um, so I also barely played uh, New Vegas. I wasn't fond of that one either. I'm sure people are gonna hate to hear that, but what's funny is when that game came out, everybody fucking hated it, and then years later, it was like that game was really good. Yeah, I'm like interesting. Yeah, I liked Fallout three a little bit. I liked Fall 3. I thought uh, Fall 3 was fucking dope. I like. I thought New Vegas was cool. I liked Skyrim when it came out. Yeah, it was, um, it was fun enough. And then I beat it and I was done with it. Yeah. I, like, I'm done with the game. I, I don't replay those games. Um, Oblivion, yeah. I played and beat. I'm done with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's gonna, pretty much it. I was going to say, I, I played Morrowind way more than I replayed Skyrim. But I what I mean to say by that is I replayed Morrowind more times in the time that Skyrim had released than I played Skyrim, not including all the times I played in the past. Yeah. Um, that's how good a game that is. Anything else? No. All right. And then the last part of his comment says the whole NFT gaming thing should fall apart, especially with enough backlash. I feel most companies might try to do something small or make mention of NFTs to try and please investors. The backpedal when fans hate on the practice. Also, your idea of virtual real estate reminded me of that old game Entropia Universe that had the higher real money exchanges between players. Oh, it's coming, dude. There's already games. There's already scams out there that are trying to sell you little blocks of real estate. Um, But that will be a thing for sure. Um, I mean, really, the whole NFT thing is inevitable uh, in virtual worlds because you're going to have to uh, create digital scarcity. And the only way you can do that is through the blockchain, making sure that there is some kind of ledger saying that this only exists in its capacity this one time or this five times and that has to be able to be provable and so when you're talking about buying 
digital properties um, in a way that people really feel like they fucking own it and they can actually prove that they own it. It's it's going to be a thing for sure. But yeah, when when people are trying to sell you assets in the game like skins and stuff like that and mark my fucking words, they're going to try and sell you fucking shit in games uh, like you're you're the guy who owns the fucking beanie that the main character wears. It's bragging rights. It's like owning like a first edition Charizard. Like you're the guy who fucking has it. And there are people who will eat that up. And there's people who are going to be like, dude, I own that. And it's like, it'll bring up some weird legal things of like, well, in what capacity you own it? Can Ubisoft still use that property or that model after you bought it? Who knows? But um if you're already creating a game and you can sell these digital assets off in a way that people can go like, Oh, I own this. There's digital scarcity. This is mine. Um, they're going to do it. Why wouldn't they? That's just more money. They can make off something they're already making. Um, and NFTs will allow that. So, um, I do agree though. Backlash for sure. And we've already seen huge pushback on it. And everyone who brings up NFTs is universally among all gamers. doesn't matter what console or PC or whatever the fuck you play on. And, uh, places like IGN and GameSpot and Kotaku are against it too. So I'm like, you know, we can we can all be allies yeah. <laughs> right now. That's fine. Um, I brought up Troy Baker. You know, I don't have anything against him. I think Troy Baker's obviously one of the best voice actors in gaming uh, right now. But he dabbled in it, and people were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he was like, "Well, I rethought it. I'm not going to do it." Yeah. Um, you know, anyone who dabbles with it, you're seeing companies outright. Um, uh, I don't know what I'm looking for now. Say they're, they're saying they're gonna have nothing to do with them. So um, you, you're What's seeing Chucklefish one of them. Yeah, and a bunch of other like mid, small to mid-sized devs are are, are just kind of like saying no to them. Um, and then Team Seventeen, after coming out, there's like this whole like kind of aggressive. About sex, it. Well, there's like this sexual harassment thing going on in their company and like people being underpaid and during that shit's happening while that shit's happening they came out and they're like we got nfts we're gonna sell and people are like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like what are you are you trying to destroy your company pay for lawyers yeah maybe <laughs> the lawyers are nfts dude uh, I hate it. especially when ar comes in dude and everybody's got fucking glasses on that see things and people are using instagram filters in real life like you're gonna look at people and they're gonna have an Instagram filter or whatever, and people are gonna own digital NFTs in AR. It's like that's the future. It's coming. For you guys, not for me. Yeah, I don't want it. But uh it's coming, dude. I'll say I'll, I'll be a boomer on that one. Imagine you're driving uh down the same road you've drove down a million times and next to uh the McDonald's, there's just in AR world, if you have your AR glasses on, there's just like a giant T Rex standing next to it. And so I was like, who put the T-Rex here? And so I was like, oh, that's mine. I got the, that's my NFT. Like, I own that. I bought it from a dude and I put it here. I bought the plot of land, the digital plot of land. Like, McDonald's owns this in real life, but in the digital world, this is my area. I own that NFT. It's so fucking dumb. It's, dude, <laughs> it's, it's fucking common, dude. Sure, I know it is. I'm People fucking. People will, will be into it. <laughs> it's so depressing, but also interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, pushback, pushback, pushback. Um, this is stuff we don't want in our games, and uh, I already said I, I reject it. I'm not going to support it. So, I think it's just important to note as well. Just, just as a consumer of anything, you have all the power. 
They don't function. Yeah, until money. someone shows up and just takes your money from you, which is a whole different situation. You don't got to give them shit. Don't give them shit. And if they don't get shit, they're not going to do it. I'll say McDonald's can't force hamburgers on you as an example. Like, so if the whole world, not going to happen, decided to stop buying McDonald's, they'd fucking change something or they go out. under. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I think the best example that we've seen um, outside of the pushback on NFTs, which I'm so happy to see, was when Microsoft tried telling everyone how they were going to use their their console. And everyone went, ah, I'm not doing that. So Yeah. <laughs> and someone offered an alternative. Yeah. And we're like, I'm going to do that. Uh, speaking of um, offering things people don't want, did you see that uh, EA blamed Battlefield's uh, lack of uh, good reception on uh, Halo's multiplayer? They said it was bad timing because they didn't expect Halo's multiplayer to be so good. And it's like, hey, hey we, we fucked up, but uh, uh, it's their fault. Yeah. Yeah, it's like how disconnected can you fucking be? It's just it, I don't even know if disconnect as much as it's um, derailment. It's stupid. Yeah. Anyway, anything else? No. All right. Well, uh, hopefully we addressed everything there, Sorry, and thank. <laughs> but is that, that's why I ranted about it because I was yeah. like, this shit's fucking dumb, but it's also kind of fun to talk about for me. But I also hate it. Um, but yeah. Uh, thanks for the comment and uh, really good points you made there and uh, enough to stir up a whole new conversation that I'm uh, we could devote so much time to. All right. Uh, second and last comment is from Tom B saying uh, first party will prevail the longest, but also become more rare as time will go on. Uh, first Xbox, now Sony with their timed exclusives. I'll wait for Nintendo first party to drop on PC. Oh yeah. Uh, because you mentioned MGS, how about SSBB, etc., dog tag NFTs or dog tags with special names or abilities and MGO? F that NFT bullshit. This generation will have the perfect sweet spot on graphics, etc., but market and technology in general is already beyond that, in my opinion. Great topic, by the way. State of gaming in general going forward would fit your show perfectly. I mean, maybe, I mean, in that regard, um, it would be kind of interesting to talk about the state of gaming, um, every once in a while, um, and just kind of let loose on, on my thoughts on it. Um, I'm, I, I love that both of you saw this clip and I, I, I'm like, I really appreciate it. Uh, and you both were like, Hey, this would be a cool thing. And I'm like, how can I make this into a thing? Cause that was just me being tired and complaining, um, with writer, shout out to writer. Um, let's see. Edit. Oh, and Sifu is really dope. The animations, uh, with heart eyes for anybody who doesn't see what I'm saying. Uh, can't wait to hear your thoughts. I still got to play it. I still got to play it. I told you on stream earlier today, I'm going to play it. So, you know, I haven't played it yet, but, uh, I still got to play it. Um, I'm very excited to play it. And then I'm going to continue. He has a, another part of this real fast. Uh, just showed a friend of mine this vid, and I noticed the mistake in my comment. I meant that this gen would have been the perfect sweet spot in graphics and sound, etc., under last-gen market conditions. Okay, that's an interesting clarification. Uh, that's why it is so frustrating for me, uh, because now we've gotten to the level of technology where I think we would all agree that it's capable of everything now, but the damn market goes away from quality uh, just at the time where we have the level of capabilities. Oh, and because you also mentioned GTA six, yeah, graphics world. Sure. But since, uh, Dan and Laszlo left, 
uh, after Red Dead Redemption 2, as you know, Dan wrote all the dialogue of their games by himself, and Laszlo wrote the uh, radio chatter and responsible for the soundtrack. Yeah, his brother Sam's still, uh, they're holding the majority of the company, but who can replace Dan and Laszlo? So even GTA 6, I'm not hyped because of that. Sure, will look good as fuck, but everything else, the social commentary, dark humor, etc., will feel completely different. Starting there, I agree in the sense that when I heard that people were leaving, like key people from Rockstar, that always worries me. Um, even if like two people work on a game, one guy leaves, you're going to notice um, because the creative minds that created the thing that you initially were into is going to be changed. And so, yeah, I am kind of worried about that. Um, but we'll see. But at the very least, though, we know Rockstar technologically does some really amazing things. So uh, hopefully it doesn't affect it too negatively, but we're also seeing a huge priority of supporting their online component and less on their single player components. And I feel like that's probably going to be going forward. Although RDO, they're not supporting that much, which kind of sucks. But GTA is making or GTAOs making so much money. Sur- service games are piggy banks. So Yeah, exactly. So uh, that is um, concerning for sure. So I agree. I agree with uh, with your concerns on that. Um, and then uh, let's see. When you said uh, perfect sweet spot in graphics and sound, et cetera, under the last gen market conditions. Um, and I think this is in response to when I was saying that um, – there's almost like a reset happening right now. Like graphics and everything have gone up, but uh, the the things that we expect from games of last generation, they're not able to meet. And it's almost like the production has become too much for them to do what we're expecting with uh, the graphics and ray tracing and, and you know, the bigger um, wants and needs of, of people who, who support these games. Um, and so, yeah, I do think you got kind of a point of like, it is almost like, you know, everything is modern except for it's still, it's still under this assumption of like last gen, but they're not able to nail it. They're not doing it um, more and more and more, especially with AAA because they have this expectation of like, we got to make these big, huge games, but they, they can't do them anymore. They need to spend more time, but that's not going to happen because they, they're on those fucking schedules that they used to be on. And they want to keep fucking making that same money they're making. I think we need to take into consideration as well through the launch of this generation. Um, most of the work conditions have changed for a lot of these people too. So that's going that's to be true. a huge hiccup. Um, I think that I, excuse... I, I, I do think that is going to elongate our life cycle of these consoles and the progress um, that we should see now is two years behind is what I just think. So we'll mm-hmm. see it, but I don't think we're going to see it until like 2024. So Interesting. That'll be interesting to see. I, uh, I I do agree, and I've said that for a while now too, with the last two years, things have been difficult for sure. I think that a lot of lessons were learned though, even like halfway through 2020, um, and a lot of adjustments happened in 2021. And I know there's difficulty still, but I think we're starting to get to, get to the point where all the games that are that are being released now from that cycle. I don't think that that excuse is going to have much weight moving forward. But there's still delayed games. There still are for the sure. Entire, yeah. The entire spectrum 
of what we were supposed to have mm-hmm. got pushed back. We are permanently, we lost time. It's gone. Yeah. Um, and I only say this from the perspective of Final Fantasy XIV as an example, when the devs were super transparent about why delays and delays and delays mm-hmm. and quality changes and stuff like that initially. They basically said the schedule is just going to have to change. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And that's not, we're never going to be able to catch up. The, the calendar just is here now. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, I, I, I was excusing so many of the de- delays that so many people were so upset when they're hearing about delays in 2021. I'm like, 2022 is the year, man. Like fucking 2021 was recovery year. And a lot of people weren't able to do it in that time. They were getting the 2020 and 2021 games now. Yeah. That's what that's what's happening. Yeah. They just aren't coming out those years. Yeah. So on top of a new generation of consoles that they have to try and meet and hardware shortages. Yeah. On top of trying to figure out how to make enough stuff for gamers and um, the the people who do crypto, though I, I did see recently, I guess Intel's new processors will have a crypt crypto mode in them essentially yeah but people are gonna fucking get past that no 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 for oh. crypto to try to get people to stop buying gpus gotcha gotcha so. okay i thought it was something that's supposed to like counter it because i had heard no, a while it. back that somebody was going to make cards that couldn't be used for crypto but I'm like that's not fucking possible nvidia did a slowdown it wasn't a, a stop it was to uh it would know what it was being used for and, and essentially throttle it i don't know if that ever actually came to fruition or not so yeah they they address like that they know people are going to do this so you need to make it yeah like less energy or something like that yeah one it just sounds like intel is doing the uh if you can't beat them you know yeah yeah i mean that's what you got to do pretty much so but yeah, and all that stuff you said, I mean, aside from the, the last two years, I, I don't think a lot of that excuses 20, 2042's uh, bad landing because... I don't uh, think EA gets excuses most of the time, though. Yeah, no, I agree. But I, I do think it's a really good point, for sure. And I agree with most of it, right? But some of that, I'm like, yeah, no, that makes sense in a lot of ways. But, I mean, it's complicated, so... And then, uh, going back to your original part, uh, I hate everything you're saying about the Metal Gear Solid dog tag nft thing i mean like it's it's a good idea if you're somebody who's trying to just fucking suck the the funnel all the money from your fans it's a dead series with the company they don't give a fuck why wouldn't they do it but uh so it'd be great for them but uh you know as a big fan of mgs that just ain't it that ain't it chief i don't like it um and yeah i, I think that's about everything um I will think about uh, doing like a state of gaming thing. Maybe I'd have to I'd have to brainstorm that. I don't like to introduce new shows so easily, but um, there might be something there. Give me an excuse to rant about shit too. Possibly, you wouldn't have to be there. I know I'll say, not. I'm not super yeah. interested. In that oh, yeah, idea. exactly. I know. So I'm saying I'll just stand in the corner and fucking yell for an hour. That's too much. I can do it in 15 minutes. I already say this. This whole. <laughs> This whole it's not your guys' fault. Well, it's because the the episode I fucking put out the topic. Yeah, um, I find it irritating and and honestly just don't want to talk about that much. So yeah, that's fair. Anything else? Thank you for your comments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you for the comments. Thank you for watching that. Thank you for the the 120 people who watched that. That's cool. Um, And uh, again, thank you for Ryder for uh, talking with me about that. Because without him, this conversation wouldn't have took place. I was trying to say, this is your fault. Yeah, this is your fault. 
Although he changed his name to Ryder because you called him out about the writer's block thing. I'm flattered. So he's not writer's block anymore. He's a writer now. Um, a, writer, yeah. a writer of what? That comment that you fucking brought up, he's not doesn't have writer's block for. But anyway, thank you, everybody, for the comments. Thank you, everybody, who watched. And, uh, again, if you want your comment uh, on the show, type in hashtag STLG. Otherwise, I pick at random. But that's going to do it for this tasty cast. Uh, it's, it was a long one for sure. This is a lot longer than I thought it was going to go. Um, but yeah, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on our socials and streams. Links down below. I have been streaming again slightly, and I'm going to try and do it more, but I have been doing it. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. Uh, our Lost Ark uh, section is in there in case you want to talk Lost Ark with us. We are currently playing Lost Ark and talking about it. And we have Patreon. If you'd like to support the channel, uh, more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. If you're brand new, did I miss something? Oh, we're on podcast platforms. iTunes, Spotify, everything that you listen to podcasts on, we are on. So if you want to listen to us, you can do that as well. Uh, Chevy, thank you for joining me on this episode. And uh, Seth, thank you for joining me on this episode. You're welcome. And uh, (laughs) thanks, guys. And until the next episode, have a good one and take it easy.